0: Hey, this is Chris, and this is the EOC C2E2 group, and you're listening Listen to Electric to Mike Woohoo! It sounded like you practiced
1: that. Have you been practicing <laughs> No that was right I, I just I turned my head And I did it And that was it Wow That was sharp
0: It felt good Improvisational There was a little Little bit of a A different kind of sound To that woohoo
1: Almost like I've been Doing it for a couple years Is
0: that the The I'm happy It's just me And the other guy Woohoo Or is that just a, <laughs> is, that, is that What that is I'm thinking that's what that is.
1: Aww. Uh, I, 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 got, I, definitely got something when, uh, when we get into it after you do the intros. Well, we do our intros. Okay. You always got something. What's um? What's playing this into play? What's playing well, us first, in? Who is? Who is? Secondly, what's playing?
0: All right. Uh, the uh, the going in this week is the Saints. One of the greatest punk bands of all time First two albums Then it gets a little crappy And then it picks up The lineup changes There's only one member that is is constant Throughout the whole run of the Saints Um, And the song I picked Is from the later days But it's a really good song So I'm using it And going out we're, We're getting a little Alice Cooper this week Ooh. not well. Don't ooh because it's not, it's not prime time, Alice Cooper. It's it's incredibly drunk. Uh, I need to get my life back together, Alice Cooper. And mm. it, I I love those albums, but the the critics and the fans did not.
1: Yeah. There was um, if if I hear about the same time every day, Nazareth's Hair of the Dog. Oh,
0: I know, right. Uh, Cal-
1: more cowbell. So it's like, dude, what time? Oh, it must be that time.
0: Yeah, you hear the cowbell. It's <laughs> like, oh fuck, it's Nazareth.
1: <laughs> and then, and then, uh, but today was pretty good because you had um Trooper again today. I, there was Alice Cooper. Yeah, there was. Wait, I there was. um There was hell Be Thy Name. Yes. Uh, then it was Caught in a Mosh. Wow! Oh, right, right, right. And Master of Puppets.
0: Wow! And
1: Ace is High.
0: You got a good stretch. Usually, when I'm in day. the car, um, coming home from work today, I got a little bit of Ted Nugent punch me in the face. I got some Triumph, which is, you know, the Rush wannabe. And uh, what was the third thing? Um, oh, um, they're playing a lot of Montrose. I- if I hear Bad Motor Scooter one more time, I think I'm going to just jump out of the car. And bad Motor Scooter is not a bad song. <laughs> I don't want to hear Sammy Hagar every day coming home from work. Give me something else that I've noticed that I, there are stretches that duplicate and that bothers me.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because, um, he mentioned for the second time, it was a di- during a different time of the day, mm-hmm. but he pretty much said word for word about Ozzy finally, uh, getting his license after like 30 years. And it's, it's like, I, he said that yesterday. So they must, it, it must be, it must be like the local news. The local cable news, where they they record like three hours and then play that again later on during the week, um, but it, it's it's there was there's some songs that uh, I mean it's I don't even know why it's called Ozzy's Boneyard. It really should just be you know the Guns and Roses Greatest Hit Tour, and and then there are or,
0: or the ACDC uh, Lounge. They play ACDC. Oh a lot. God, yeah, a lot. And I I, I, I mean, got so nothing much, but so... love for ACDC, but. You know, if you're going to play ACDC, why don't you dive a little deep? It's either Back in Black or, um, you know, The the Highway to Hell. or Yeah, Thunderstruck or Who Made Who. Like, come on. There's a lot better tracks than that in their catalog.
1: I don't know. It's – there are – I mean, when I hear – there's some songs where it's like, all right, I've heard that plenty of times now, but Mm -hmm. then I – I tap my foot to it, so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'll leave it on. Like, here with the dog. It's like, you know, I just, yeah. I'll nod my head to it. And then, but then there are some dudes who they they constantly play around. I'm like, all right, well, now it's time to go hit real jazz or the Beatles yeah, channel or something. Right.
0: But isn't it funny, though? You can never hear the Trooper enough. It's like, oh, God, I don't know. They should have the Trooper channel where it's just, or, or do they, you know what? Take that shit Leonard Skinner channel away and give us some Up the Irons, Iron Maiden 24 7. I'd be okay yes. with that. Who the hell wants to a okay. Leonard Skinner channel? There's three was, toothless I people in you know in, in Georgia <laughs> that yeah hey, give me some Skinner. Like, come on. I know I'm being I, I'm I'm yes I'm I'm typecasting, but <laughs> I cannot stand Leonard Skinner. I hate them with a passion.
1: I don't. I I they there are some there there are those you know a couple of tracks that that I I don't dislike that that I will and, and um Renee likes Sweet Home Alabama. Um so when that's on I, I usually have to let it play through. Renee but likes there, there are Sweet Home Alabama? Yes. Why? Um, and she likes she
0: she likes um that's their worst song. I mean worst in terms n- not not in terms of musicianship. The lyrics are insane they're terrible oh, yeah.
1: the lyrics are ridiculous Yeah. Oh, well. she, there's a lot there's a lot of white boy rock music that that she likes she'll we'll start listening to it and then she's like oh he done fucked it up by singing and it's just like but she loves the riffs she wow. loves the beats and, and that's okay and, yeah, and I'm just like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, if, I, if, if I don't I, like just,
0: the riffs when they're attached to dumb and that's why I don't like Skinner Racist, racist dumbasses, but whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, we're not. Yeah, you kind of are. (laughs) But hey, (laughs) wow. This is not a music podcast, although maybe later on it will be. I don't know, because I got something to talk about that's tied to music, but you don't care about that now. All you want to know is what this is, and this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 535 and I am Vince B oof,
1: oh, you are Vince B. I have been looking forward to this um at least since Monday night, but it has been it has been a long few days, and I am David A. Price.
0: You are the man, yes, indeed you do. uh, we had a lot of plans for this episode, none of which came to fruition
1: as you no, can no. and <laughs> what it i It's kind of funny, but it's really not funny. Just because you and I refused to get Domino, I didn't think he was going to like, you know, protest and sit out the episode of the day. The first issue drops. Yeah,
0: I read it. Don't tell him that, but I read it. (laughs) And and I also put a plethora of Domino images in the gallery for this episode. See, I do have a heart. I just want to make him happy.
1: Right, because a happy Jesus. May, Well, then maybe he'll, may, may, maybe he'll show up. Then maybe you know. Maybe can, he will. We could try to coax him right. into showing up if we if if we promise not to make fun of Domino. Number one, I didn't mind it,
0: but I'm just <laughs> telling you that I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad, but um, not the least of which is. Um, the delivery of a, of a newborn, hopefully, by the time this drops, hopefully. right? Yeah. And uh, so we'll see. We'll it's keep it's you, entirely possible. Yeah, we'll keep you abreast <laughs> um, on those uh, developments. And Jason may or may not be here. We don't know. But uh, Dap and I are the constants. We're always here. We'll always be here for you. That's what we do. And there's another entity in the comic universe that's always there for you. And who is that, Brother Dap?
1: Would that be DCB Service?
0: That's right. Discount Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com. One more time, just in case you weren't paying attention, DCBService.com. com will get you your books, get them fast, and get them delivered right to your door for a pittance, a mere fraction of what everybody else is paying. Now, here are the specials that I've selected for this month. This should be a community thing. Um, feel free to send me something that that you think should be spotlighted because, you know, it's not. Okay. It's the, why should I do it all right? You have a voice, too. But anyway, here here's the three that I pulled out of my hat uh, from Marvel. Yes, Marvel. It's the Avengers. No surrender. Hardcover collecting Avengers. Six seventy five to six ninety. hoo! This is a big old tome. Fifty dollar cover price. It is a hardcover. It does contain a lot of issues. So, I'm giving Marvel yes. a little leeway this time. You can have it for not $50, but for 25. That, as they say in the business, yes. is half off. And uh the uh I don't know who they I are. do
1: hope not, to, not 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 to interrupt you even though I no, am. I, uh, I I read I read 688 today. Um and the ba- the the last page that or the back matter uh talked about um mark brooks's uh process when it comes to covers and uh i hope that the hardcover includes those little tidbits because even even earlier on in the storyline uh the writers all got to talk about uh got to jot some things down regarding past Avengers runs or why things uh, went the way they did and and uh, the artists with the uh, character designs like for the Challenger and things like that. So I, I really hope that it's not just straight, here are the issues of this story and the covers and right. go with God.
0: Now see, this format that they're trying out, this weekly format, it could not come at a better time. Uh, Had the story not been good, it wouldn't be a big deal at all. But because the Mm -hmm. story is good, the art is fabulous, it's garnering attention, people are buying it, people are going to the shops to get it every week, this is akin to a gift to the retailers. I mean, that's a side of it we don't always look at. Jason does. But you and I don't. But when you have people coming into shop every week to spend, you know, four bucks on a comic, Avengers, right? It's taking up a little bit of the uh, lost income because of Doomsday Clock not shipping every month. That's a big seller. Oh, yeah, 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 That's yeah. you know that Doomsday Clock is putting um, a nice amount of money in retailers' pockets, and what's with it being stretched out now? You know, this Avengers could very nicely, I don't know, Um, I'm assuming that the Avengers is filling the void to a certain extent uh, for that lost revenue. So, I mean, it's kind of a gift to the retailers. Yes, they're buying it, but it's also selling. It's selling well. And and you're going to see on the charts, there's going to be like two, three Avengers books in the top, whatever, 20 at least, right? I'm guessing this is a top
1: 20 book. It should be. It should be. Yeah, I mean that. Hey, and come. they didn't. And, and, and they they didn't. They didn't phone anything in about it. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, you have, you 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 have a few. You have three writers on it. Uh, the art team. You have some artists who do uh, uh, the Medina issues. The, the there there were some issues that were consecutive, three four issues in a row. Uh, this week's, it was split uh but even but but the art has been solid straight through they there there they were no scrubs everybody everybody was on top of it yep. um nobody really did any uh i have to double check i i don't want to don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure that even even if from one week to the next if the artist wasn't the same like nobody nobody had nobody was wearing shorts instead of Pants. Nobody, you know, uh, and any any piece of technology didn't look different from one issue to the next, even though the artist was different. So, uh, I, I I appreciate the um the the oversight involved in in making this story.
0: I almost never look for things like that. It has to be a very egregious um change, like if if say Mary Jane's wearing a polka dotted shirt. At the end of one issue, Spider Man, and then the next one, she's wearing a tank top. Like I'm gonna real, I'm gonna pick up on that. But if it's a not so obvious change, I I I usually don't pick up on it. You you do. I know you do, but that that kind of stuff I I I, I it just doesn't connect. I don't know
1: why. Um, no, that's because that's not the important stuff. Ah, don't say that because you, then you're belittling no, no no i'm just saying that that's not what's no no that that's not what that's it. it's not where your focus is you're 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 more involved and in, you're more invested in the story and and moving things along that way and 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 just because someone's wearing a collared shirt instead of a t-shirt that's not whatever words that are, that are coming out of their head whatever whatever movement whatever action is happening whatever the 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 threat is that everybody is trying to face. That's that's more right. important than right. than than a wardrobe malfunction, and and I, I get that. Right,
0: and we're gonna talk. Um, speaking of Spider Man, we're gonna talk a little Spider Man very soon. As in, yes, right after this. So, um, talk about pulling me out of time. Woo. Uh From Dark Horse, it's the Gaunt's Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume One. Now. Dark Horse, if you've been if you're a manga fan you've been paying attention to what Dark Horse is doing, Dark Horse has published a ton of Gants, So what they're doing now is, like many manga publishers, they're taking three previously published volumes and giving them to you for a reasonable price. Um what were um anywhere from ten ninety nine to twelve ninety nine individual volumes now? You can get volumes one to three of Gantz. That's over 600 pages. The cover price is $24.99, which is basically one volume for free. That's not bad. But you can get this volume from DCBServers.com for $12.49. That's half price for 600 pages of gorgeous Hiroya Oku art. I mean, this guy's amazing. Um, I love him, and maybe you will too. So get this Gantz Omnibus Volume 1. Now, uh, I forget how long Gantz ran, so maybe you should investigate, because manga's a sticky wicket. Um, Yeah, you can get the first volume for 50% off, which contains volumes 1 to 3, but if the series is like One Piece and runs for 80-some volumes, you are going to invest a sizable amount of money in the story, so you got to love it. That's All I'm saying, and last but um, last, it's the uh, IDW and Top Shelf release, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, number one, which is uh, purported to be uh, Mr. Moore and O'Neill's last comic book work. I don't know. I need some investigation on this because it doesn't sound right. And if it does, if it is right, my heart is just broken. Either way, if I don't get any more Alan Moore comic work or Kevin O'Neill comic work, what do you do? I need counseling, right?
1: You, do, you will need it.
0: Yes, I don't believe, I still didn't read Jerusalem. I, I could probably read Jerusalem in the time that Alan Moore doesn't produce any more comic work because <laughs> it's gigantic. But anyway, um, so it's a four ninety nine cover price. Can't say I blame them. Uh, and your price is $2 and 49 cents because you are extremely intelligent and go to discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. You know, you're not going to have to pay what the other guys are paying and you're going to get it beautifully wrapped, a new shrink wrapped unit that makes everything all nice and secure. Um, and just ding dong is my afternoon is made dcbservice.com go there.
1: Do it. Do it. Listen to Dab.
0: He knows what he's talking about.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I want to know what you're talking about because I want to know what you're going to talk about as far as what you're drinking.
0: Okay. Well, I can tell you definitively the, the name that's on the glass from which I'm drinking this. I am drinking this wine out of the Renegade Winery. Beautiful. Um, wine glass that we got for sampling mm. their wines. I love mm-hmm. this glass. It's it's it has a um, a frosted skull made out of text. So you know the designer um, typography lover in me is like woohoo! This is awesome, and yeah. it, it's it's not kitschy. It, it's well done. Um, you do, yes. you can't really tell that the skull is made out of type until you get a little bit in on it. Like from afar, it just looks like a. A beautiful skull, but it's it's made out of type, and it's great uh the wine in question I don't know what it is uh, It's in a crown royal bottle, and it was given to me somebody It's homemade wine, it's strong as a f <laughs> <laughs> my my son yells at me every time I do that, Dad, it's not as a f it's built in. It's AF. <laughs> it's true. I know it's true, but I just like to pis- <laughs> Yeah, as, as AF. Um, yeah. It's in a Crown Royal bottle, and it tastes like a Cabernet. It's very good. Okay. But as to the, the name okay. and, and origin of this thing, I, I have no clue. I kind of like the mysteriousness of it. Where did this come from? That's cool. Who brewed it? Did they wash their feet before they stepped on the grapes? I don't know. Was it even done in the traditional manner? I, I have no idea, but it's a, it's a home brew, so chances are, yeah, it was. I don't know. It's just good. That's all I can say. It's good.
1: Well, you know what? I think I I'm not going to say what I'm drinking yet because
0: don't tell me I was here.
1: planning on drinking something else. Yeah, he is here oh boy he is here i was planning on drinking something else because i thought we were all going to be here i decided not to since he was going to be late okay but since he knew we read domino did he he showed up early dude so. i put it on the damn list didn't i i put list oh he this... did ah oh, shit yeah we both did we both did he saw it uh... so he's here now go ahead and get him okay who dis
2: you know who this is.
0: You know nice. who it's, I'm glad to have you here.
2: Yeah. It, at uh,
0: Dap and I, my show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the,
0: uh,
2: the traffic gods were very, uh, very kind to me. I was, still, I, I was day. in Brooklyn at, it was 7.15, I was still in Brooklyn, and I managed to get home in the door by uh, 9.20, which, uh, for those of you that aren't in this area, that is a minor miracle. Basically, I, I hopped in an Uber as soon as my uh, partner was done, his presentation, didn't even wait to shake hands with anybody, uh, got to the Port Authority with about two minutes to spare before the bus arrived. If I had missed that bus, it would have been another hour um, at that time of night. And then, uh, and then there was no traffic uh, through the tunnel. So I managed to get home pretty much in near perfect timing, given the conditions. Sweet.
0: Well, it is domino day. I've it heard is.
2: Happy Domino Day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's an event. It really is.
2: Oh, it's so wonderful.
0: Well, you were telling yes. us um, some some beautiful bit of synchronicity. Yes, that, the that cosmic occurred.
2: Forces. I know you are a big believer in in symbology and hell and yes. Cosmology. And uh, as I was saying, that sometimes you 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 might have periods of your life where you uh, the collective you uh, doubt whether there's greater forces at play, uh, and being an atheist, I often doubt that. But uh, days like today do renew my faith in some kind of grand cosmic synchronicity, as you put it, uh, because it is Domino Day, uh, affectionately known as, um, as uh, April 11th, Wednesday, April 11th, the day when Domino Number 1 hit the, hit the stands. And when I get home from an extra-long day at work, hoping to get on the show nice and early, not miss too much, what is sitting there waiting for me in a fragile box other than the much anticipated X Force number nine page, the Domino Splash, aka my Grail art piece that I acquired through the Comic Link auction nearly two months ago, waiting for me on my doorstep on Domino Day. Does it get any more karmic than that?
0: Nope. It doesn't. Yeah, no.
2: And it's so freaking beautiful. It's sitting right next to me. I may I may sleep with it tonight. Wife, <laughs> wife be damned.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I don't, don't think the page we, is that uh, nice, dude. Dude, it is beautiful. <laughs> no, it
0: is beautiful. But come on, son.
2: Dude, it's, now, got, the, it's got the word balloons. It's got the whiteout.
1: No, I'm, it's I'm, got I'm, corrected word balloons. It's yep. it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's got now,
2: pasted, it's got a pasted. There's a there's a that what that's talking about is there is a um. So for those that don't know the page, most of the page is a splash of Domino on the left-hand side beating up uh, a mutant villain named Thorn. Uh, And she's standing over a beaten and busted Thorn. And then on the right-hand side in a a vertical long panel is a close-up of Domino's face. And in one of the word balloons, she's saying, how does destroying us help your cause? We're all supposed to be fighting on the same side, dot, dot, dot. And so that word balloon is pasted on, but then... The ED in supposed is a cut-and-paste word balloon on top of a word balloon. So I don't know what's under there. I'm not going to peel it back to find out. But you usually see paste-ups on top of paste-ups when it comes to word balloons.
1: Even the sound effect is is pasted on. It's it's amazing. It is a
2: a
0: beautiful page, but I was giving your wife a compliment. Meaning that no matter how beautiful that page was... It paled in comparison to the grandeur of your wife. That's what I'm saying.
2: Now, well, I, I, I do appreciate that. And it's nice of you to say, and I do very much love my wife and think she's sexy as can be. Uh, <laughs> but Nina is Nina. And, <laughs> oh
1: God, you've got now, a problem, now, dude. Now, uh, <laughs> he does. Now, now I will, I will forgive uh, this evening. I will forgive because this this page is in the room with you. If there is, if there is no wine especially red wine being drunk tonight well, in that First room. of
2: all, it's, as we were just saying, I, I'm, I'm, this is going to be protected 72 times over. It's still in the plastic, um, container that, uh, the comic link had, had it in and it's going to probably stay in there until I can get some surgical gloves on and then move it into one of my, Itoyas. um, I'm, I'm, I was thinking when I won the auction that I would actually have this framed and matted and, and put in my office, um, so I can look at it every day. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm getting second thoughts about getting it framed because I, I know the framers take great pride in, in protecting these kinds of things, but you just never know. And uh, with, with the balloon with the word balloons and all being pasted on, um, it's probably best not to be messed with in terms of taking it in and out of sleeves and stuff very often. So um, I think I'll probably just keep it in a portfolio uh, for now and just looking at, look at it uh All right, uh, you,
0: you have to promise me something. Sure. If you put it in a portfolio, huh? you have to promise that that portfolio never oh, leaves yeah, no, your house. No. No, no. Oh, for sure. I know yeah. you like to, to wiggle your no. dick in front of people <laughs> with, with the OA, but you do <laughs> not bring this to cons. You do not bring it to anybody's house. You leave it in your home.
2: You know, I think what I'm going to do actually is uh, something you guys have always told me I should do. I'm going to scan this color so I'm going to do a full color scan like you would do for when they collect art art okay. like um the artist editions or whatever. Right. And then I'm just going to print out I'm going to print out um a full color scan of it on Amazing. um There you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, you should do that with all your pages, even even the less important ones just mm-hmm. because of the uh the track record you you have with
2: you right that you're thing. right about that.
0: <laughs> no, yes. I, I mean you know it, the things happen, but I, I tell this to my my children all the time. You can take precautions to make sure that unforeseen events don't impact you. You know, um, the, the, little steps you could take uh, just to eliminate any possible mis begotten things going on. You know, just leave this at home please.
2: (laughs) I will. And to get back to Dap's question, uh, he'll be happy to know. uh, Well, you are right. I don't have wine, although it's not because I was um, worried about spilling it on the page. Um, I actually have a, uh, a, well, two actually, but uh, I have an open can and an unopened can of Guinness stout because after um, the delicious Imperial uh, Rasputin Imperial stout that Caleb had sent me that I drank for our Monday bonus show, uh, or no, rather, um, last week's show, and then for Sunday's at WrestleMania, uh, I enjoyed that so much that I I want to, uh, I was feeling more of the stout. So uh, we don't have any more Rasputin. I'm hoping to maybe fix that this weekend when we hit the uh, liquor store, but we did have some Guinness, so I'm freaking Guinness.
0: Who doesn't love the Guinness?
2: I agree. And Guinness agree. is actually one of the less caloric of the beers. And, and less wow. fat
0: too. I believe it has yes. the absolute lowest fat of all
2: You guys beer. have already done your intros and your woohoos and the drinking and all that? Oh we sure
1: have. Did not well I didn't I I didn't I right, started it, to talk about what I was gonna drink, but then oh, okay. um because I had something set for this evening when we were all gonna be here. Mm-hmm. Uh but I decided against that since it wouldn't have um they really wouldn't have had the impact. Uh, so, I am enjoying some 19 Crimes 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. All right.
0: Good for you. I have. Uh, damn so. Uh, I, I just, I, he's it's, here. It's a big chug of beer, dude. Relax. Okay. Yeah, my, my my dude, dude. Relax. Dude, relax. I see. I, I have taken the liberty of dumping many images from domino number one into the gallery accompanying this episode and basically made
1: it so nobody has to buy it to read it yeah oh, so it that's like. messed up
0: and domino Starting already? is going to be the uh featured image for this episode
2: oh just for you really yeah look at you man See, hey you give me the you you, you, you I give you me get- the Busting on the book for months, and and then you tell me you're going to make it the feature the feature. Yeah, the feature. I read it. I did read it. I saw it on the Slack that you read it, and it absolutely warmed my heart. And I will tell you, even if you're about to tell me you hated it, I'm okay with that because the fact that you did try it, it means a lot to me.
0: I, I there's one thing about the book I hate,
2: and it's minor.
0: Um, I didn't. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. The and I'll tell you right now what I dislike. Oh, I, th- I think the logo is terrible. With the ricocheting bullet, I think it's it's horrible. It's a horrible, oh, horrible logo.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I I'll also go up. I, um, I I'm not a I am not a fan of the new costume.
0: Well, That's let's costume. Let, let's get into it right from the cover on in. Um, okay, I, this is Domino number one, of course, written by Gail Simone. Illustrated by David Balian and uh, Jesus Arbatov did the uh, did the color or the inks? I'm not on the the credits page. I just see him
2: on the uh, cover. Oh, speaking of my uh, lovely yeah. wife, she just walked in because she wants to see this Domino page. What's
1: up, girl?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's making a face. She doesn't get it. Uh, well, of course, what, not What'd you course. expect?
1: Uh, Jesus is the colorist.
0: colorist. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs>
2: She's laughing. Of course <laughs> she it? is. awesome, but I'm not sure I'd pay that kind of money for it. But... <laughs> well, it's community property, so you did pay that kind of money for it. She's cute as
0: she wanted to <laughs> Good
2: God, that woman.
0: <laughs> Love you too. Nice. But anyway. Vince, Vince says hi. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> Very high. The, um, hmm. the cover by Greg Land is not horrible.
2: In as much as Greg Land has the exact same face for every woman he's ever drawn, um, I, I agree with you. It, it's it, it is it is tolerable for Greg Land. It's not. He's it's crazy not that
0: thin. the the, the, the waist The thin. waist is a little thin. The waist, yeah, is nuts.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: but the face is very fetching.
1: I, I think th- the colors up, up too. Yeah,
0: I, the background is the most attractive part to me other than the the right. bl- the blue in her eye the background is is very attractive so it's not a not a miss for for mr land i got to give him credit that's not a bad image it's not a it's not a an image that would cause concern let's just say that it's it's <laughs> not it's not bad
1: um
0: why don't you I'm describe you. the issue because i want to hear the glee in your voice hopefully
2: sure so um well, first of all, we've known this is coming for quite a bit. Um, this is also Gail Simone's um, return to Marvel uh, after a long absence. I don't, offhand, know how long, but it's it's been a minute. I mean, it's been many years. Um, and in a bit of serendipity, we were we were just recently singing Baldeon's praises through your very. Um, well-put recommendation for us to read Spirits of Vengeance, which we all ended up doing on yep. your, uh, on your recco. And Baldian was a big part of that book being dope. Yep. Um, Monsters Unleashed too. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, now the publishing history of Domino at Marvel is, uh, de minimis uh, in oh. spite of her, in, in spite of, uh, her being one of my favorites. Um, she she is one of the many many uh let's say tertiary or, or supporting characters in both the marvel or d c universes that uh that occasionally get their own run but but uh but it just never sticks um uh and, and you can count on one hand the number of domino themed run uh uh solo books there have been um and i don't think i i'd have to double check but i don't think any of them lasted more than two arcs tops. Um, so I, I, I went in with this really excited and hopeful that because of the creative team and because of the fact that she is prominently featured in the soon to be released Deadpool two. Um, although she looks different in that, obviously, uh, that, that this, that this would at least be around for a couple of arcs. Um, you know, time will tell, uh, I have no idea how this is going to sell. Um, but I, you know, I've kind of come to terms with the fact that, uh, if I end up getting three or four complete arcs out of this series, I'll I'll be a happy man. Like that that that'll be that'll be just fine. Um But in any event, uh um, this is this is done in the same storytelling style that I think people who know Gail's work would have seen her do with Birds of Prey. Um, which I think is a good thing. Uh because I think Gail's two best books were Secret Six and Birds of Prey. I think he's very good with team team books. Um, I think she's very good with with women reacting to women. And so it's no surprise that uh, the setup for this one is that uh, uh, we find Domino. Um, well, the, the book opens probably much to, uh, to, to, to David's pleasure um, with a puppy dog, a little puppy dog. Um, and uh, his name is Pip. And he's got uh he's got a, a, a black circle on his eye, just like Domino. And for those that don't know, Pip is the name of those little black dots inside of a domino or white dots, depending on what color the domino is, but it's the name of those dots inside of a domino. Um and Pip was a birthday present. Um it's Domino's birthday at the beginning of the issue. Uh and then we do the the obligatory um this is the end of the day, she's kind of just chilling. We do the obligatory uh flashback to 15 hours before and domino is um a true to form she, she's really she, she's she basically has played two roles in the marvel universe historically she has been uh a member of various and x teams ranging from uh the wild pack to weapon x to the, the x-men proper uh, although never officially an x-men but she's she's around them a lot um uh, so, as a supporting character in those kinds of things and then uh, and then most of the other time, she is a straight up mercenary she's uh, she 's uh, you know for hire, much like like Deadpool or something um, and in this it 's no different she and uh, two partners are uh, hired to go on a mission um, to uh, to handle some business and we are introduced to her first partner right away who is uh, who is a uh, crazy Inez. Um, I think wonderfully drawn by Baldeon with her requisite cowboy hat. Um, and then a, a mystery third partner who we find out uh, about halfway through the issue is, uh, is Diamondback. back. So let's, let's take a moment. Okay. Let's take a step <laughs> back. So we, we've got, we've got a book with my girl in it as a feature character. Okay. That, that's a major win. Then you're going to tell me that she's going to be partnered up with a supporting character from one of my favorite runs of all time in, in Crazy Indez and from Deadpool. And then her third partner is going to be a freaking tertiary member of the Serpent Society. What? It's pretty much my perfect book. Um, and, <laughs> listen, and they, you know, they, they're, they're, uh, in this book, Diamondback's kind of the uh, aloof, rich girl, um, the hard-ass bit. Um, and they, they, they handle their business, uh, during, during the infiltration, um, where they're taking on a bunch of, uh, of ne'er-do-well speaking Russian. Uh, it turns out one of the guys is meta. It was a bit of a trap. Uh, the meta is actually a, uh, a D-list character named Gray Wing. Essentially, uh, it's like a, a werebat, basically. Um, a mutant werebat. Um, but Greywing doesn't actually attack them. He's basically just, he's there because he can't get work because he's a, a disgusting looking mutant. And so it pretty much he, t- he takes whatever jobs he can get. And so um, they actually end up bringing him back with them from the mission um, and and give him a job. Um, and, and in his human form, he's like a frumpy, you know, out of shape dude. Um, so that's basically a four person team at this point. And it, it's, it turns out that um, there's someone named Topaz that was, uh, that was involved in, in the shenanigans. Um but but none of them really know much about Topaz at this point, other than that seemingly there's some kind of trap that was laid. Um, and when they get back to their crib, Domino uh, opens up the elevator to their loft, and it's a surprise party. Diamondback uh, and Inez had arranged for a surprise birthday party for Dom. And uh, we are greeted with uh, all measure of uh, of Easter egg characters. Um, probably the best my favorite moment of that was uh, then making fun of uh, there's a couple characters standing in the corner of the party and they're like oh it's the it's it's you know it's Domino's ex boyfriend crew and it's uh it's uh, Colossus um, Warpath and who am I forgetting? was uh, Cable? Third. Oh, was it Cable?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah it was How cable. could you and, forget uh, Cable? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they're making a joke about her yeah. being a size queen because they're all you know oversized guys and she's like hey I've got a tight. Um, it's funny though too because they don't show Wolverine, who obviously she had a, a thing with as well, and he's well, he's it throws throws off the average. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he would bring it down to normal to to just typical average size. So, um, you know, so whatever they have they have the party, things are going well. Um, Dom goes into her bedroom because Diamondback wants to show off the dog, and uh, she's chilling in a room, and all of a sudden she's not alone. There's an old busted dude and his nurse. And the dude's kind of, you know, doing the villainous, uh, the villainous, uh, you know, uh, monologuing. Um, And it turns out that the nurse is the aforementioned Topaz, um, who clearly is a total badass. And uh, something happens. We're not sure what. We're not sure if it's uh, random or something that the uh, the villains have done or some kind of power dampener. But uh, it appears as though Domino has lost her luck power. She can feel it leaving her body. And uh, as she's coming to that realization, Topaz picks her up, presses her over her head, and throws her out of the skyscraper window, seemingly setting Domino up to fall to her death in her bra and panties, which is a nice touch by Baldeon, and um, and and that's how the issue ends. So um, the book was, I think, very traditional for Simone book in that it mixes the action with the funny. Um, I thought, at least personally it struck a good balance. I don't think it got too too into the humor um although it was a, a lighthearted book relative to the to the uh to the to the death or the threatening circumstances they found themselves in for much of the book um love baldeon's art uh, very very uh cartoony um but you, you know first let me say before you guys talk about what you thought of the art um one one reality of of, of Domino's existence. Um, is that she has unfortunately gotten the short end of the stick artistically for much of her existence. Uh, in fact, even most recently in Weapon X, which she's in. Um, um, like like this week, I also read the uh, Weapon X number 15, um, which she is a character in, and that's drawn by Roland Bashi and it's an absolute abomination. Um, and mm. as an art collector, I have often um, looked to buy pages of of books that she's in and frankly, it's it's often hard to find them because or it's not hard to find them, but it's hard to want to buy them because they're they're not they're not that hot. They're not done that well. So for me, this this was great. Um, I, I thought I thought Valdean can can draw beautiful women clearly, um, but he's great at the facial expressions, the over exaggeration that you can do in comics to express uh, emotion. And um, I thought it was uh, it was well paced. Uh, it was a pretty bright book, you know, colorized. It was it was definitely more of a bright and cheerful book. A kind of a traditional superhero uh, color scheme versus the the doom and gloom that we get a lot, a lot of of modern superhero comics so um so relative to my expectations, recognizing of course i'm a this was a very low bar for me to jump over and and I'm a easy mark here. Uh, I thought it was great i i i I was pretty much i I tried not to have any expectations going into this, knowing that this is probably a book that's not long for the shelves um but but certainly. Uh, I came away, you know, extremely excited for, uh, you know, the the what they have planned, and I and I hope again that I at least get two or three arcs out of this before the uh, the sales, you know, shut it down. So, um, what what did what did you guys think? Because uh, you're going to have a much more fair and balanced look at this book than I would have. <laughs>
0: maybe
1: maybe. I speak on it.
0: Dap, you want to go in, or you want me to get this over with? You go first.
1: Okay. Oh, snap.
0: I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. I I thought it, um, being a non-domino devotee, whenever there's not a cable next to her, um, Mm -hmm. I thought it did exactly what it should have done. It it gave you the domino backstory without being too, oh, here's where I came from. Let's just get this out of the way. I mean, the, the flashback sequence... With with her as a child, getting the tattoo and the like, I thought that was well done. Mm -hmm. I think the interaction with uh, Inez and uh, Diamondback is great. Um, And she's a mercenary, but she's not um, she's human. Uh, How many times in this issue did she tell her friends that she loves them?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a good person. She, always, I mean, she's not.
0: Yeah, I mean, she kills when she has to, right? But mm-hmm. she, she has a heart. Um, I, I really find it surprising that you did not mention Dazzler.
2: Um. Okay. You I love mean, Yeah, Dazzler is the. Don't you she, love Dazzler? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> well, but to, to to your point, to, to, for the listeners, Dazzler is the. Uh, she is, she is hired to perform at, uh, at Domino's birthday party.
0: Nice. Yeah. And, um, they call, uh, her the thin white duchess. You're comparing Dazzler to Bowie. Okay. Um, (laughs) but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I really like the, uh, storm mom look like she just you know dropped the kids off at at the the daycare to come (laughs) to the to the party (laughs) uh no i think inez is great and that's my problem my 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 little teensy eensy weensy problem with this book Mm -hmm. i don't think baldian draws domino attractive enough i think inez is far more attractive and diamondback you know just as much dazzler to me or um sorry domino to me looks kind of Plain, in comparison. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he definitely doesn't vamp her up. That, that no. is true, and I I do think part of it is the costume because it's got this strange like armored breastplate. Yeah, on it. But, but yeah, I mean he, back, he, does, right? he does draw on brown panties in a few scenes.
0: Yeah, and the 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 design of the panties is not good. I, he doesn't look like the boy shorts. No, the braces. the pinking shears uh, mm-hmm. cut around. Nah, I'm not digging that at all. But. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I, I wonder at some of the choices. Like uh, Viper looks great, or sorry, Topaz. Huh? No, I'm to- I'm to- I'm Topaz, I'm yeah, bad. Topaz looks no, Topaz. I meant Topaz looks great. Um, I I thought it was fun. I-, I like the portrayal of of Deadpool. He's jokey again, but there's heart, and then he he straight up just warns her like don't mess with this chick because she'll mess you up you know i I thought it was fun you know i didn't i expected nothing from this issue but what i Mm -hmm. got was a a well-illustrated good time the 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 best sequence for me is the um when they're in in the pacific northwest with the the whole um the the loggers going missing or the the you know and the 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 rain and the fights going on and it's it just it's just well drawn
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it kind of sucks that he's digital only
2: biggie time biggie time
0: yeah because yeah. I you know but for me the focus of the book is Inez <laughs> I'm sorry okay yeah uh, so i mean, featuring Domino you know you, yeah that's cool I mean yeah you put a blonde in a cowboy hat <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Sorry. So there you go. I I, I enjoyed it, um, but I'm glad that you loved it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Was that Gorilla Man at the party too? I'm I'm sure that was Gorilla Man, right? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, back there, yeah. Let's get those Next agents of Antlers s- back. Is that Jimmy Woo? Yeah, I don't someone know what who connection like, is, but That's, that's not someone who
1: looks like Taskmaster.
0: Yeah, it's not Jimmy Woo. When they open the door. The person standing
1: in front of uh, Gorilla Man. Oh no, no, that is that that, that almost looks like Amadeus show somewhat. That's what I was thinking.
2: Mm-hmm. But, but but that it, that's
1: Aaron Stack? Oh back no,
2: there. no, you're right because of uh, Weapon X. X. right. They did right. the Weapon right. X, the, the yeah. Weapon X yeah.
1: destruction. So yeah, there yeah. you go. that's yeah. There's Aaron Stack. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy there's for Boomba. Gorilla Man. Yeah, man, he's yeah. So anybody collecting those Gorilla Man appearances, make sure you get Domino Number One.
0: They really need to bring Agents of Atlas back they in, in some way. But anyway, so Dapp, what do you think?
1: I liked it a lot. I uh, it it looks fantastic. the The colors are popping. Um, it's it was a I know not all hell of a lot when it comes to Domino. I I you know I I kind of get a sense of the the power the 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 luck. Um, powers, which of course reminds me of of Black Hat these days, but the um, I and I didn't know that. Um, but basically, Gail in one issue um, fleshed out Domino a hell of a lot more than the years of of any stories I've she may have been in that 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 I've read. Uh, Did you know she I didn't had know, a tattoo? I did not know it was a tattoo. Uh-huh. I thought it was a burst. Um so yeah, the, the 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 one page, three panel uh, flashback um origin story told me all hell of a lot. Um It it's it was you whereas Sometimes we 'll read a first issue, and, and there was one that I read this week that kind of felt this way. most times first issues are basically a set up issue um, they 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 can either feel like something you get from a free comic day offering or a zero issue this um, this hit the ground running it it, it 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 with her with her telling the story with her narrating it uh, it it basically lets you know the type of person she is what her personality is like um who her friends are i think making it her birthday and and having all these other characters part of it uh it was a bang up job that 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 was fantastic it was a great touch um and it gave baldie well, on you know, the opportunity to flex and and draw a bunch of different characters instead of just one or two characters throughout a whole book um or issue rather the um it was clever. it, it was witty it was funny uh i am really looking forward to seeing where things go from here uh i just i didn't i knew it was going to look good and i know gail simone can write a really cool story uh it all came down to the character and and more or less the setting and um and yeah kicking the issue off with with the pug is is a nice touch but the the uh I, I think I. It was a home run. I, I really have have no complaints with the um, with the issue. Every there were no annoying kid sidekicks. There were. Uh, it was just a a solid all around first issue. I um mm. I'm happy for you and 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 I'm <laughs> glad uh, I was I, I I'm I'm glad I got a kick out of it. I, I didn't want to. Uh, it wasn't um that because of. On style i i i wasn't dreading it it just i just didn't know where the story was going to go i didn't know what um what the characters were going to be like i was just really looking for a good time and and i got that in the fact that the characters in it uh made it more so um was it was a good time all around
2: yeah yeah cool i appreciate it. there's a i'm looking at the the scene now though, so uh my man taskmaster's in there
1: that, right, yeah, that's what I thought who it was.
2: Yep, Pixie. Yep, uh, Aaron Stack. Yep, Aaron Stack. Colossus that Boom Cable. Boom? Warba- what?
1: Was that, is that Boom Boom over a row shoulder? I don't know.
2: Could be. Yeah, it could be. And I assume that's supposed to be Psylocke in between Warpath and Domino. Uh, oh, yeah, probably. Probably, right? Yeah, yeah and Greer, Man's up in there. I don't know why. Hmm. And Inez is, is looking hot, hot as... Yeah, and that. Yep. And that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Amazing. One thing I forgot to mention, the storytelling style feels very Harley Quinn to me, but that, that's a compliment. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, no, that, that's the thing. I mean, I, I think this is very, I don't know. I forget, I forget if, if, if you were a regular reader of, uh, S- Secret Six or Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this is, this is, I think, vintage Gale in that sure. regard.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I think it's funny that, uh, that, that uh, Deadpool is uh, in his full costume along with a white bow tie, whereas uh, everybody else is just in their plain clothes. That's funny.
0: It is Deadpool.
1: Yeah. Yep. But and I, uh, I
0: bet you it's a clip-on.
2: <laughs>
1: and who Bro. is uh, who? Who is this? Um, this this other dude? The uh, what was his name? Alex? What is? Um, yeah, Alex. The, um, who is he? The guy who's so, talking, who, who's with Deadpool? When, yeah. When, so I, telling I her.
2: thought when she called him Alex that it was Havoc, like with the, like. But I don't. But but Havoc is not Havoc is an X Men blue fool. right now as a villain and he's his normal looking self. So I don't. So I don't know.
1: And and the the, the slightly gray discolored word balloon. So I mean, he obviously has some some of um, inflection when he speaks. Um, but yeah, we really don't get a super great close-up of his face. And apparently, he used to be. What was Guido's name? Guido's name isn't Alex. So he, apparently, he's he's a lot smaller than he used to be. And but because she says, "Where would the rest of you go?"
0: Hmm.
1: It's not Bob. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah, it, I'm a little. I'm a little confused.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But the, the word probably balloons, should know, but I don't know. His word balloons have a fountain fill. And it's a it's a circular fill with with the lighter in the center. That makes me center, think. Yeah. That makes me think havoc.
2: Yeah, I mean, I assume it's havoc, but but again, if it is havoc, it's weird because literally this this week X Men Blue twenty five came out, and he's he's one of the villains in that arc, mm. and he's and he's his normal self.
0: Well, maybe this takes place in a different part of continuity. I don't know.
2: For sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: It doesn't really matter, right? No, but then again, the scene with him uh, after uh, when we on the page we see Dazzler from the back. He's, oh wait, wait. It does look like Strong but, Guy,
1: right? It does, but but when um, but he and uh, he's with Deadpool when he wants to tell Diamondback that they've heard some distressing news. So. Deadpool isn't exactly a good guy so if Havoc is currently a villain maybe they both got the news that there's a hit out for mm, but Deadpool's
2: Nina. a good guy these days
1: is he In still, he's, is he still um, he's still found, um, the money behind financing the Avengers is he Is that, that's over yeah. with yeah yeah. Okay. and if well, it was stronger I don't, I don't they would have called no, him I don't know. Know if, yeah I don't know if he's right, right that's what I thought yeah
2: I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it doesn't really ask, matter. We should ask David Baldion. We last should month on Twitter. It's
0: like, what up, dude? What's up, Holmes. Clear something up, yo, homie. All right, there you go. Domino number one. Jason is happy. Nice. Man,
2: yeah. man, I knew, I knew, I knew it was gonna be a good day because I was gonna get to talk about this, but I didn't expect y'all to read it and then actually have nice things to say about it. So I mean, come on. It's a pretty much perfect day. How could we not read it?
0: <laughs> you, you were stoked. I
2: mean, I mean, you also didn't want to
0: buy it. We're givers. No, no. Well, that not buying it doesn't mean we weren't going to read it. I mean, we did buy it in some form, but I didn't buy the physical. I don't. I didn't think I needed the physical copy of this issue, having seen it. Maybe I do. Maybe I'll just nice. maybe I'll just pick up the first trade.
2: Oh, respect. Who's Talk to say? My
1: Talk my well, I I I know I've been I. I I've been messing with them, but no, it is it, it it is on my order. It it is coming at the end of the month.
2: Uh, and all I have every version of the book coming, save for the Jay Scott Campbell cover. You, yeah, he, bought, he you was, bought the
1: variants. I did, of course, he did. No. got to make sure at least it gets the six issues. This first arc has to finish. <laughs> Seriously, Jason, just pushed
0: it over the red line.
2: Listen, I mean that's the thing. I mean, realistically, do you think you think I mean I, I here's the thing. I mean, books like Squirrel Girl got like
1: four arcs. This is no I'm I'm this is this is at least gonna happen for twelve issues. Yeah I
2: think so. I, yeah. I think they're gonna give Gail twelve
1: because issues. Because everything well, else, I mean, you know, Tom got twelve with the vision and it probably mm-hmm. would have been longer if he didn't go exclusive. Everything everything gets twelve issues. But no, I think so, you're all forgetting – getting the-
0: the reason behind this series in the first place, the movie. The movie. Once the movie comes out and it and it hits, people are going to want. Uh, the, the are people... they no?
2: Because they're going to be like, this isn't the Domino. This is Domino. This no. Isn't who.
0: But the name is there with the terrible logo, and so maybe they'll... isn't it
2: going to be super confusing though for those mysterious people that are going to go from the movie theater to a comic store for the first time and uh, ask for Domino? Well,
0: is <laughs> it, isn't people. that the nature Why of the Marvel universe?
1: going into the store?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Just like just like all those well, John look, Stewart fans wanting I, I, to get I know think Ryan you have to give me credit. I have
2: the right mindset here. If, if right. I get if I get two arcs, I'm happy. If I get anything more, I'm I'm it's found money. It's
1: right.
0: Dap, what did you say? Um, we we couldn't really hear you. <laughs> I thought you said something about Ryan Reynolds.
1: No, no, no. It's okay because it's it's, it's it, all those people looking for you know for John Stewart. And and uh, even though he wasn't in um, oh, gotcha. that movie they were talking about making for Green Lantern, but the, um, which stars Ryan Reynolds, which, who of course is the star of Deadpool, but I love how <laughs> our boy was multitasking because he was able to let the group know what arrived today while mm-hmm. we've been recording.
0: Yep. Yeah. Which was, which you mean he was opening it while we were recording.
2: No, no. I opened it before no. we recorded. No, he opened it. Yeah. Yeah. I posted the picture from my kitchen counter on Slack as I was walking up to uh, to turn on Slack. Well,
0: well, when I say we, I meant Dap and myself. Mm. Yeah, that's all. All right, beautiful day. Let's make a little segue to another Marvel book. I hope Jason has read this as well. Yeah, no. We read his girl.
1: He won't read our boy.
0: That's okay. This Who Who dis? It is written... By Dan Slott. Penciled by Stuart Eminen. Inked by the amazing Wade Von... Wade Mm -hmm. Von... Von Wade Von Graubadger. And Marty Gracia is the uh, color artist. It is, of course, Amazing Spider-Man. 798. Go Down Swinging. Part (laughs) 2. I just want to know where the hell Slott has been hiding this for
1: the for the past what year he's he's right and it's one of those things where it's just like all right they want to they want to diss me they want to mock me they want to talk about you know what i what i'm phoning in i'm saving it all for the end game i'm going down swinging i'm going to you're all going to wish i was still on the book when i'm done maybe so and and that's that that's how it's feeling so it's like listen it's like i'm I'd rather him go out on a... High, we, we've been... We said this. We said this when Amazing wrapped up. We said this at the end of Superior. We said this before Secret Wars. Slots on a high note. This is when he should walk away. Because I'd rather want more than see it fail. And be like, my man should have bounced a while ago. And I ain't feeling this. Yeah. And and so, if he goes out... if If, if he's done with this book... And it is on par with some of the greatest Spider Man stories. I ain't gonna be mad. No.
0: And just for the record, Slot's on the book up until eight oh one. He's not leaving at eight hundred. He's doing part of eight oh one. Yeah. Um but I think this is one of the finest scripted issues Slot has ever done. It begins wow. with Pe- no. It begins with Peter Parker, and it ends with Peter Parker. There, there's Peter Parker in his civilian big brain guy guys. He's in the Bugle office, and he's taking existing technology and bending it to his whims. They're 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 cobbling together something to track the tritium that Phil Urich stole, um, and they're using the Bugles. Doppler radar to find it and he ra- he rallies the science team and um, it's it's Peter in the scientist mode right uh, he rallies the science the, the team to, to make this technology work for them it works but they find out that the, the tritium is heading towards them and they're like what and what do you know Norman Osborn busts into the bugle offices in the glider, full goblin regalia, and he's throwing civilian names around like candy, like like Shriners at a parade. He, mm-hmm. he, he's calling, um, you know, Joe and Betty and Parker, like he's calling these people by their names like he knows them. And yes, he does. But it, it's scary as hell and there's a panel where the goblin is flying above all of the uh, assembled bugle people and it is an amazing panel cuz the goblin's all in shadow and then you you're looking top down at the carnage that he caused he 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 caused it's it, it, Dap, is that not that panel not amazing
1: it is it's it's a beautiful panel because the 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 purple um Really, puts this sense to it that it 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 just it evokes something sinister, and and we haven't even gotten started yet.
0: No, it's,
1: and what's what's interesting is some of the the, the initial pages kicking off the book, they, they they tighten up a bit as as the issue goes on. But it, I'm looking at some of this, especially when I see Peter, um, when I see some of the other staff members at the Bugle. I, it's not the, it's not the usual tight, imminent that we've been getting from Spider Man that we got with Star Wars that 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 we um hmm. that we've been getting here and there um, and I'm I, it just made me wonder if since, eight hundred is such a massive issue and 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 like you said it's it's one story without all the filler, um, if if steward is just making sure everything that um everything will be tight and right for the uh for the finale but i mean and that's not to say that, that that's the art is not um inadequate in any way shape or form it's just it's i i, I see some things here and there and it th- there are it's a little bit i see the 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 i see what i expect with Stewart during in, during the scene with um, uh, Harry and Liz and the boys, um, but there's also a lot going on early on in the bugle, and and I have no, I I, I don't take any issue with 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 Stuart making sure everything gets filled in, and if that means you know I don't put every single strand of hair on someone's head, or I don't make or, or, or I make sure you know Peter's frown lines aren't visible i i'm i'm absolutely cool with it it still moves the story along there were just some things that um i hate to call them shortcuts but it definitely it it, some of the some of the images give me that sense but still you can still tell it's imminent and bon grower badger the 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 panel like you said with with goblin is fantastic um and he is uh, there
0: are just for the record before you move on uh-huh. i i can't co-sign
1: that i can't that's fine but that, that's you know, cool we'll move on. i don't see it <laughs> i mean you look you you. i mean you look at at jonah and and that's and and his and and his loved ones and that's phenomenal but then i like i said I, the, the first couple pages I'm, I'm looking at peter and i'm like it's not I, maybe it's too much hair i don't know there's just something there that that my eye is missing um but then i look at goblin and all the scales and everything and I'm like well this is this is where he spent all his time so that that's fine uh but aside from looking crazy and menacing and frightening like you were leading towards uh, the words coming out of Norman's mouth are are haunting and mm-hmm. I, he he tells Betty you know, it, it, you. I, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn. I'd like to sell you. No, no, seriously, a bridge. Do you want to see it? And I'm like, yeah. you are a. That's that's just so wrong. Yeah, he's On a prick. So many levels. He's and, a prick. And he and, and he even fucks with. He, he, he messes with Phil and says, "I found your boy." And and um, he's still going bad. You know, rotten actually. But um, maybe you can change his mind if it it's it, it, and it's it was a tease, but it's still he did he I don't want to say he basically confessed or admitted to it. we find out later on what actually happens and, and well Flash does, but um it's no Norman is just in he he is at the height of his goblinness here. Yeah. But
0: Norman has always had a God complex. Yes. Um, and we saw that in the days after Civil War. I mean, you know, you put him in, in a position of power and he's going to abuse it because he thinks he knows all the answers. He knows what's better for you more than you know what's what's good for you. And um, he's, he's just uh, a megalomaniac. He just wants to control. But the thing is here... It, it, when he's in the bugle offices, he's threatening, but he's doing it in a buddy-buddy conversational way. Like he's not coming out and saying, "Hey Betty, I snapped Gwen Stacy's, ne- or well, I I threw Gwen, Gwen Stacy off the bridge. I could do the same damn thing to you. Your your life is in my hands right now." But he he doesn't come out and say it. And and Phil or or Ben knows he he's like. Unlike the the goblin, we're not one to rest on our laurels. He gets what what the goblin is saying. I don't think Betty got it. No if she did it wasn't it wasn't very apparent. But the the thing that Norman wants, he wants Spider Man. And he tells Peter, you know, I, I know you have a, a relationship with the bug. Why don't you uh-huh. go why don't you go fetch him? And Norman knows full well that they are one and the same. He knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man. But he's playing the game just so he can bring him down. And he's and that's the gist of the issue. They they, they fight and um oh this full page battle between the goblin and spider man, is just awesome. It's gorgeous. It is
1: awesome. Amazing. I'm so glad. I'm so glad the Spidey Costume is back.
0: Yeah, without that floating thing. Um, But the gist of the issue is that Norman wants Peter to abandon Spider-Man forever. You've been a thorn in my side forever. Here's the deal. You don't become Spider-Man forever. I'm talking no swinging, no wall crawling, nothing. You can't even stop a mugger. No more Mm Spider-Man. Or I'm going to hunt down and kill everyone you love. And uh, they fight, um, and Norman is impaled. Uh, the, the tritium goes off. Bada-boom! Blows off the, the whole top level of the Daily Bugle building. Everything is chaos. Um, luckily, the, the, uh, the members of the Bugle, the, the employees, are used to this kind of stuff. So they all evacuated. Uh, no one supposedly was killed. But the goblin is impaled. On what looks to be an i beam, and it's right through his chest. And Peter's like, "Oh man, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could have saved you." And the Goblin just laughs at him. He's like, "You dumb." But it's also
1: at this point where where he says, "Yeah, he 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 calls Peter by his name," and that's when Spider Man realizes that, that right. Norman knows. But but um,
0: Norman gives him a backhead and compliment. Yeah. He, he's like uh, a villain's only as good as his his enemies and you were the best man. You pushed me into places that I, you know, I didn't think or didn't realize I needed to go and so props to you. But and then that's when Peter says, you know, "I'm sorry. I wish I could have saved you." And the <laughs> goblin laughs at him. He's like, "You dumb fuck?" <laughs> and he turns into the red goblin. He's got the carnage symbiote and Peter's like, "Oh shit." He actually says, "Fuck me." But they uh it's expletive me. And um yep. and the the red goblin puts him through his paces like he just destroys Peter. He he uh, unleashes a barrage of pumpkin bombs, but they're they're symbiote pumpkin bombs. They're sentient, they laugh when he throws them, they giggle. <laughs> That's and they, crazy. No, really and they bite Peter's leg. So they, they they latch on and he couldn't shake it off and it blows up. And his leg is is effed up, and that's when he delivers the the ultimatum: you stop being Spider Man, and I'll let everybody you love live. And this is the bookend that I said it begins and ends with Peter Parker. Uh, it's a it's just like a masterful stroke uh, on Dan Slott's part. In the end, Peter said, "All right, okay, you you, you burned me, you beat me, you you blew my leg to a bluey. I'm 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 not Spider Man. You don't want Spider Man." I won't give you Spider Man, but I'm gonna beat you as Peter Parker. That's amazing. Yeah, he's got
1: that look of determination.
0: Yep. This was just a phenomenal, fantabulous issue. I there is not one thing about this I would ever tweak, even slightly. I just thought it was gold. Every page was gold. The um the look of, of pain. And desperation on, on Jonah's face when he's in the chair and he's like, oh, I can't let this happen to Peter. All my my loved ones, uh, I've, I've lost so much. I can't let the boy feel like this. It's like, this is a likable Jonah? What the hell's going on? He's wincing in desperation. Just a great panel. And he's like, I, I got to get out of this. I got to do this for, for Peter. It's like Jonah is doing something for someone other than himself. Unheard of right? Because Jonah has a little bit then, of what Norman has, too. Jonah has that holier than thou. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his shit don't
1: stink, and thinks right. he's... He has to win the argument. Uh, but even though it's a issue of a battle between Green Goblin and Spider-Man, Slot's got to throw in a little bit of a, slub pl- a, slub, a subplot a slot plot. Involving... <laughs> a slot plot. Uh, involving... Uh, Chester Norman, Uh <laughs> Harry and Liz and the kids and, uh, and Emma. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. Emma hightails it out of there with, uh, with the boys. and um,
0: Apparently, I guess we're led to believe that the goblin Norman planted a mole... In the the Osborne family, in the the form of their care, their kids caretaker. Yes, he did something that, to Emma. Uh,
1: yeah, that 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 could be. Yes, yes.
0: Why would she hit them with tranquilizer darts and take the kids? I mean, she has to be working for Norman. Who else could she be working for? Or if she if she wanted to save the kids from from something, she wouldn't tranquilize. Harry and and Liz and, like, it doesn't make sense. Right?
1: No, it doesn't.
0: You're right. But there's something wrong. Yes, there's something... They're planting the seeds now. There's something wrong with Harry's oldest son. Because he loves Pop-Pop Norman. He loves him. Yep. There's... So, I mean, when, when all this goes down and maybe Norman dies and, and Harry goes crazy the sun is going to be the next goblin. I mean, I'm guessing, but why would Slot go through all the trouble to, to plant this, what I think is a seed in this kid. He could have done nothing, mm-hmm. but he, he just loves grandpa Osborne. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll convince him later on in, in, you know, the Spider-Man timeline to, to be a goblin this is just it's just smart to leave this option for another writer to come in and, and use
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm. yep this is just oh uh. and and eminence liz whoo, mama yes yes harry is a happy happy man cornrows and all <laughs> man it's fun it's just this is just too good. I think Slot is, and Imminent and, and Von Graubadger they're spoiling us. That's yeah, a great issue. The 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 cocoon that Peter webs around him that Spider Man webs around himself when the blast that's just great. Mm-hmm. It is. I got I do nothing, nothing but love
1: for this. That's a lot of love.
0: I know. What's Imminent doing after this? Resting, maybe. <laughs> but is it? Has it been announced that he's going to be on a, a a different title, or what's the deal?
1: Not that I've seen.
0: I kind of even like the design of the Red Goblin too.
1: Yeah, it's it's bitching. Might be something Casada would do, but I like it a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it does look a little Casada. I think it's the, the the variations in the shoulder and the midsection. That that looks very casada.
1: Yeah, and the, the all the shadows, but yeah, it's um, It's cool beans. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I am yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I am uh really looking forward to 800. It's it's one of those things like it's I don't I've read other milestone Spider-Man issues, um, part of me is like, it, it's kind of like what I was talking about with Mage last, last time, where, you know, you wanted, you, you, you keep hounding the dude to finish the story that he started, and and now you're finally getting it, and then it's like, well, now that, it, that, it, that it's over, so so we want, you know, yes, we, we've been looking forward to someone else, uh, Spidey getting a breath of fresh air, um, and and now slots going out with a bang and and balls to the wall, but it, it. So on on one hand, it's like I'm going to read what looks like it's going to be a phenomenal, kick-ass, amazing Spider-Man story, with who rightfully should be his uh, supreme enemy, no matter what Otto did. Uh, but then you know, then that's. That's it. Once Dan lot is done with the book, it's like, okay, so I, I kind of got what I wanted, and it was a great story. But, but you know, now what? So it's, I, I'm kind of torn. It's like, yeah, I want to read where this is going. This is awesome. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, you know, that, but but that's what I was saying. Where you know, you want to kind of go out on a high note. Where it's like, no, Shane, come back. So no, this is we'll this
0: is atonement for the the uh, <laughs> the last year. I I
1: I don't mm-hmm. disagree with you. I really don't. Yeah. i'm I'm absolutely fine with that
0: i'm buying amazing spider-man again in physical issues like yes i i haven't done that since the the whole uh parker industries didn't,
1: didn't and yeah i and i you know i as soon as i i got um 797 in in the dcbs box this week me too and i flipped through it and then i i i ran and um Entered in the digital code, so I can then go and read it whenever I want to from uh, from Comicsology. I, I, I mean, I do the same thing with with the Black Panther issues. And now that um, they they started this six months or so uh, ago, but um, since Deathstroke is three ninety nine, DC has their uh, digital codes as well. So um, then I get to read them after I. Give issues away? Well, I won't be giving Amazing away, but yeah, you know. So it's no, it's it's um like yeah, like you, I am. I I have an actual Amazing Spider Man issue which I haven't had in a really long time.
0: Yep, it's happy time.
2: Look at us just singing Marvel's praises like cray cray.
0: I know. What else do we have?
2: I I did my homework assignment.
0: What what was your homework assignment?
2: Yeah, so did I.
0: Oh to no! Read, stop. To
2: read Frank's new book.
1: That's <sighs> what you asked for, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. Oh, kinda. Xerxes Why and kinda. stuff. Xerxes in the long ass title. Yeah, I just put Xerxes and stuff. <laughs> Xerxes and dot dot dot.
0: Well, tell me, did you did you did you not? Did <laughs> I like, you know what? Did you did you hate it? Did you not like it? I did not hate it. Oh boy! Well, you know what? I think I think DAP may have.
2: Uh, I'm not quite sure. Well, it doesn't seem like you really needed to have read 300 to have read this. No, not really. No, I don't think so. Um. Um. It is... it, it Artistically, it, it is a... Uh, there are challenging panels. Oh, come on. <laughs> but... But... In the grand scheme of things, even though... I think if I were to isolate many of the panels individually, they would be prey to a lot of artistic criticism. I think for... For what Frank was going for, I was entertained by the issue. I, I mean, I was totally. I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna read the next issue. Dap. Yep. <laughs> oh.
1: <yeah.
0: laughs>
1: um. I am reading the next issue as well.
0: That tells I, me uh... that tells me absolutely nothing. What did you think?
2: What do you mean? What do you mean? Doesn't.
1: Well it he may I could just done read it a, one. I could have been half of one and
0: done. I could've it, it's I may just read it what? Why? To a piece he may you may just read it just to placate me or or just to see, you know, where some of the story is going, but did you enjoy this is what I want to know.
1: I would have liked to have seen this frank in some of the backups. At the the, uh, in Dark Knight 3.
0: Again, that doesn't tell me anything about this issue. It, it, (laughs)
1: it, it, no, it tells. I. It looks. Outstanding. Outstanding? I I can't. I can't say it looks outstanding. It, it's, I mean, because, because outstanding to me is, you know, Up until early nineties frank you know i mean even parts of sin City, I could see things where it it, it frank is changing things but um before that you know, sin city and 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 everything before that that's outstanding to me there are and you know and but that's that's what I look for when i that 's what I like to see when I think of frank miller artwork i'm not I'm not saying this is I'm not saying 300 or um, Xerxes is is bad in any way, shape, or form. It's not. It's just when I when it I I'm not going to look at that and go. That's the Frank Miller I used to see. That that's not going to happen with this. It's still a it's still a pretty um, straightforward story. It, it's it's I I thought the it wasn't so much. The words, the what 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 what, what the captain, what the the soldiers, what um, what the knot. I wasn't looking at this. I wasn't reading this to read it. I I wanted to see what Frank was doing as far as his storytelling, as far as his his, his sequentials and and visually from the beginning of the book to the end. I, I didn't know it was all double page spreads. I didn't know it was basically a widescreen book um but smart, that smart i think, choice yeah that 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 was for the better i feel it it um especially when you have when you have these 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 armies facing each other um it's it's i think it's much better to show the battles um horizontally the uh the He's still playing w- with with shadows to to great effect. It, it's a very violent uh, issue. Um, yeah, the battles are outrageous, and you know, it, there's it works. Yeah, you know, to, to to Frank's credit, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to be bogged down with backgrounds because since it's either taking place at night or out in an open area, you don't. You know, you could just focus on. I'm I'm drawing the hell out of these shields, out of the armaments, out of out of the headdresses, and and I just this is where I want your eyes to go. And and it works. I think the um I think it's it's a strong looking am sorry, I think it's a strong looking book uh or issue, rather. It's um but I didn't I wasn't Looking to sit down and go, I can't wait to read the hell out of this story. I, I want to see what Frank is doing. I'm not I'm not so much concerned about the words Frank's gonna have coming out of, their, out of their heads. Um I I liked it more than I expected to. Okay.
2: No, I love the idea that it's this group of I mean, they're not average Joes because they're pretty badass. But mm-hmm. That they keep making the point that they're not Spartans. They're trying to act like they're Spartans. They're trying to trick the Persians into thinking they're Spartans, but they're not. And it's and, and I wonder if if because they're not, if Frank's kind of foreshadowing that right. things aren't going to ultimately go well for them. Right. Um, because so far so good. I mean, right? I mean, they're they're in this first issue they kicked the Persians' asses. I mean, so it's like all right, they well, destroyed you know, them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So for them not being Spartans, it doesn't seem opinions. to much matter. Um.
0: I love the panel when Asclepius uh, bisects the guy, and the, Dude, uh, yeah, uh, he is a
2: great character. Oh yeah,
0: Asclepius might
1: have become his, a surgeon with his, with his strange weapons. Oh good god, Frank! And
2: What's up with the drawing, um, um, Mil- Mil- uh, uh as a as a as a chick? Uh, he's a very
0: he's a fop. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's science. very foppish. He's he's uh, he's uh, f- uh, feminine, yeah. very Alexandra-like. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And 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 let me just elaborate a little bit on the art. I, most of the most of the pages, I I do very much like the art. I I, I yep. think. Aww. um It's it just there's a few like the, the one where they're lined up, uh, just says marathon on the splash. That's some, I mean that that that's some, <laughs> that, that's some basic. I mean that looks like cave art. I mean those 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 next that page and the one after it look oh, like characters. more like cave art, like mm-hmm. like something you'd see in like in the, in an ancient like in cave drawing. Yeah. Yes, no, but but most of the pages, man, psh, I got so no issues with it.
0: There's there's one thing, I, if the if this issue does have a shortcoming, to me, no offense to Alex Sinclair. But I would have preferred to see this issue colored by Lynn Varley. And I and I know that's probably not gonna happen. I know. But I'm I'm just saying the digital the digital approach doesn't always work with Frank's new technique. Like the the that one panel where it says Poseidon sleeps and you see all the boats, mm-hmm. I, I think the water's terrible. It's terrible.
2: I agree with that. Yeah, I don't. Now, you are an artist, so do you have any thoughts on Frank's new style? Not not aesthetically. I know you're pleased with it, but um, when you look at this, does it speak to you in terms of the methodology? Oh, yeah. Is this, is this uh, a style you think he's doing because it's fast? Do you no. think it's a style he's doing because uh Of a certain instrument that he's using i mean no. w- what is what is it about? I, the I style? think
0: this is frank jettisoning jettisoning anything that doesn't serve the story he's he's distilled mm-hmm. the style down to the rudiments he's using shadows he's using thick lines um he's using um, spatter and and um very sparse marks he doesn't need to noodle anymore he doesn't need to do the sin city um like the the, the textures in the shadows and uh, the chiaroscuro with the the lights that he goes you you could tell when when frank is going to make a point when he gets all splattery and expressive like when it says 490 bc and it says poseidon is is in a and is in a moor and there's All that, those marks, like that's Frank saying, all right, pay friggin' attention. And then Mm -hmm. he pulls back and he just puts down what he needs to put down. This is a seasoned master at work. He's he's putting down exactly what he feels is necessary, not too much more. Mm
2: -hmm. This is one of those episodes that uh, does good for our souls because you were probably coming on thinking we were going to be busting on this left and right. I thought y'all were going to be hating on Domino.
0: Yeah, no. When I when I I was nervous when this thing was solicited, but when I saw the first issue, I'm like, yeah, they're 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 wise enough to not shit on this because it's it's like Dap said, <laughs> it's 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 not the it's not up for interpretation like the stuff that he did for the backups in Dark right. Knight 3. That that was risky for Frank to do that, but Frank doesn't care. Frank doesn't shiv. Um, he, I
2: think you're right. I think this is a little more back to center, in as much as it's it's tradition it it's traditionally illustrative. Like there's no right, regardless right. of how finished or not unfinished it may seem to some. It, it, there's no question of what I'm looking at on each page.
0: Right. I yeah. will I will play to your your argument and and Dapp's argument that a second and third volume of a series should at least resemble. The first volume, like, I'm all for artistic evolution. But if you're uh, going to start a story in a certain style, like Dark Knight Returns, and then bring DK2 into the picture, that is doing somewhat of a disservice to your readership. I'm I'm admitting it. I'm not saying that he made a mistake. I'm just saying that's, Frank's, sure. that's Frank sure. saying, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever right. I want to do. But if I was an editor and frank brought me dk2 i'd be like what the hell is this yeah but as a fan of and frank the, i'm like yeah you
1: go you shake him up you know it up. yeah the the um when it comes to th- th- there's i feel that 300 and, and this and Xerxes, they're um a bit more personal or at least they're 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 front you know he's He's bringing it to us. This is all. This is this is what I want to give you guys. Um, so this is me putting it all out there. Whereas when you're doing some backups in DK three, no matter how he feels about that story, no matter how much or how little of he is involved in it, um, when you're doing a backup to a, a a Batman book, but a Batman book that people. Are going to get because Frank Miller's name is attached to it. You can kind of experiment. You can take some chances, and and it it's still there's really nothing to fear. There's no it, it's well it's not gonna get bought. It it's still right. that's fine. This or is why finished, I can experiment right? because yeah. someone's gonna buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. So and like, and I like here. to think
0: I know Frank. I don't, but but being the devoted fan that I am, and having made the journey with him from his early days to now, I kind of feel a kinship with him that I know what he's thinking when really I, I don't. Right. But I, I like to pretend or imagine that Frank, when he works for DC, he's just cashing a paycheck. Right. Yeah, yes, he, he is at the level of professionalism where he's giving what he thinks is enough, but mm-hmm. nothing more. Like DC is a is this huge, massive, Warner Brothers is a, is a gigantic corporation where he's just like, yeah, if they want to give me their money, I'm going to take it. I'll do more Batman. Sure. Why not? You know what I mean? I, I, I have needs. I need money. But the, the, the 300 and the Sin City stuff is far more personal. I don't think he fucks with this as much as he does when he works mm-hmm. for, no. for Warner it's- Brothers.
1: Mm-hmm it's it's robert redford in winter soldier and then making his special personal movie about trout fishing right yeah no really that's
0: a good way to put it like mm-hmm. i think frank's hearts in 300 where i think frank's wallet and, and yeah and, and I'm not frank's got oh, to pay, so. no really i'm not yeah. discounting the art i thought that style no, he used still... in, in dk3 was great but mm-hmm. and i have to put myself in the in the Shoes of of the 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 average DC Batman fan when they probably looked at that and they're just like I don't understand this at all. This looks nothing like what I've come to expect. Reading well, yeah, Dark Dark Knight Two DK Two was the the curveball that should have prepared them for DK Three. Mm-hmm. The stuff in the back, but I I. I sympathize with the people that think DK2 is an abomination because in light of the first one, it is. But artistically, it's not. It's 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 Frank working out his demons, doing what he wants to do, trying to change up the style, going in more what he feels more expressive, more more aesthetically pleasing to him style. I don't think Frank had the reader's best interests at heart when he was doing dk2 he had frank at heart
1: Yep. Yeah, he and and he right and he also he was he was without two of the collaborators from the first book so whether and i mean so klaus thinking him is one thing but without his 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 spouse without the person who who colored the first book you know, you don't know if if lynn was still in his life or still still willing to color it i don't know how different i don't know if the story would have been the same i don't know what like you just said with frank's demons i don't know what we could have gotten with the dark knight Returns sequel if all the players if frank's life was still in the same place if he was still in the same place mentally when the first book came out when the time came for the second it, it's right so right.
0: dk in dark knight yeah. returns frank had something to prove Yes, he was a big deal in comics, but it, it, was, it was a point in his career where he still he still was hungry, he still needed to conquer, right? So he gave us Dark Knight Returns, and it was it's a masterpiece. By the time Dark Knight two DK two rolled around, Frank had nothing to prove. And so he he approached it fast and loose. He, he I'm gonna experiment, I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with this. I really don't want to do this again. I I I don't need to convince anyone that I'm a major. You know, I'm a prime mover. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make myself happy, and that's what he did. It's it's really not a Batman book. It's a friggin' Justice League book. It's a wacky ass Justice League DC Universe book.
1: Yeah, right. And and it's the the first. It's quite a tangent, but the first um, the first Dark Knight. Like you said, with with Frank having something to prove, and, and of course he was younger, and it's the mid eighties. Um, I think it also it, it was kind of like a perfect storm because it was also you know, DC decided to take this gamble and and tell a future gritty, dirty, and and just more mature. Rated R type Batman story, and and that's that wasn't exactly really commonplace at the time either. So I mean, yes, it was great that Frank was there. It was Frank Frank got to be the one to tell that story, but um, you know, thanks to to Watchmen and and the the shift in how things were going in in the industry, um, it's weird. I don't know. I, 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 it's weird to say that you know DC should get some credit too for, for for going ahead and taking that leap, but it it really was a I don't I give all the credit to Frank because it's it it was his story, but it was still it it, it was still I guess ballsy for DC to 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 wanna roll the dice on that.
0: I think the real leap was Ronan that was the, yeah
1: that was the big well, that, right but that was but but that wasn't that that wasn't a flagship that wasn't a dc property where they're like right, well you know right. we got this we got this dude on all these underroos and 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 bed sheets you know mm-hmm. i right. was like but, you know frank from was a, like fuck it i want to tell this story
0: right but from a publishing standpoint ronan was oh well, they
1: knew frank was
0: money right yeah, yeah no at
1: that point you're just like well this dude can i mean we don't he he's doing daredevil he just did this pretty cool story with ronan i mean they yeah i mean it was that you put Frank Miller's name on something you printed money,
0: yeah, and it and it was challenging from a production standpoint too because, uh, in terms of printing, they did things with Ronan that had not been done before, right? Just for Frank Miller, mm-hmm. you are going to what? You are mm-hmm. going to fold out these pages? Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is going to cost bucks. We have to cut this a, d- a different way. We have to bind it a different way. There is a fold in like this. We we got to score it. This is nuts, but they did it, and and. Uh wasn't Ronin direct market only? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean that was a gamble too. The, I
2: think it Ron- didn't do well at first. It was a big it was actually a flop at first. Right, right. Yeah. But but then DK then DK came out. Then then Ronin was, p- they collected then it picked it. up. Yeah, then it picked right, up and sure. it. Yeah.
0: But those those Baxter books that DC tried, DC has been experimenting with the direct market for a long time. Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah. like the when when they kicked up the teen titans and legion to the baxter books that was all an experiment to see Mm -hmm. how many people would bite at at the direct market and once they saw the numbers they're like okay i guess this has legs so and that's the thing and and you can do
1: that with you know you know you have back then you know you had your legion fans you know the teen titans there was there was really no there wasn't much of a gamble you were going to have i mean Teen Titans was one of the best-selling books at the time, next to the X Men. So, uh, again, that—that's—that's that's not you. Know, you don't have as much to worry about if you're if you if you want the fans, if you want the readers to go to the comic shop just to buy that Teen Titan book. For Marvel, though, we're going to roll the dice on Moon Knight and dazzler and it's like that's that's a bit of a leap that's yeah it's kind of dumb really want to go yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and blue nights only every other month anyway so it's a bi-monthly book mm-hmm. direct only you know you're only going to last a few more issues after that but, but look, no look, you look at the play.
0: other marvel experiment micronauts what yeah that's yes like yeah. i we love the book right but <laughs> right. To, to just limit Micronauts, now you're gonna make it
1: harder for me to get it seriously
0: yeah yeah you're right <laughs> It's silliness, but no, okay. Everybody's hearts are warmed. This episode, you guys with reservations <laughs> in, enjoyed Xerxes. I enjoyed um, Domino. Yeah,
1: I. It was probably going to be a book that I would have read, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you um, requested. I don't. To, I don't uh, know what it
0: is. There's something about the man and the the art he produces that I just cannot get enough of frank miller Oh, that's
2: great that's what comics are all about man i love it oh it's
0: there is he is i there's nobody as confident on the printed page as frank miller nobody mm -hmm. nobody
1: he is he's because of his affection for what came before he doesn't he doesn't dismiss any of it he doesn't thumb his nose at history or, or care about the old guy he, he he cares about the old guys and and he is he's pretty much more than Byrne, more than pretty much any uh, i don't know no old he's frank is to me the bridge between the old and the new and, and I, whether right. i look at the the conversation he had with eisner that dark horse published or just anything like that it's you know here's frank miller respects what came before he 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 learned from history he knows what they went through and he is you know he's the guy who threw the wizard magazine in the garbage on 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 stage he's the guy who uh you know worked with todd and worked with with the younger dudes and and got to mess around with dc's big hero and it's he's I I I I this close to saying for me he may be he may be more important to me as far as comics go than Neil Adams.
2: Oh, he's he's oh, significantly too. more important to me, me than too. Neil yeah. Adams, yeah. Yeah it's not even close for me
1: yeah. i mean i know and 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 i i say that knowing what neil did for other artists what what neil did as far as right. moving things forward oh no, but you but qualified when it comes for you to you, the, to you. The, right right yeah. and and as far as the emotion i get from from reading his work and and not knowing what he pours onto the page and and the stories he told that uh that that affected me and and formed me being a comic book fan yeah he's 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 mm-hmm. higher on the pecking order than neil for me yeah
0: well, I think what Neil Adams did, not only did he, he revolutionize Batman, but he revolutionized a very realistic approach to right. comic book storytelling. Half of me admires that, and half of me hates his guts for that. Mm-hmm. Be- because before Neil Adams, all of the dudes working in comics... Kurt Swan. I mean, go down the list. They were not diehard realists. Where mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 level of realism in a fr- in a uh, Neil Adams story, with every muscle delineated, every facial feature. The backgrounds are pristine and gorgeous, and it he's very much. Um. He he changed things. I don't think for the better. If it wasn't well. for neil adams we wouldn't have the jim lees and and the the super realists like like that Mm -hmm. where i i like that but i don't think that's the best approach to
1: comic book storytelling Mm -hmm. not for every story not for not for um it's i mean it was i thought it works for um especially with the stories that O'Neill was writing, but I thought that worked for hard traveling heroes because that was based. It was reality based. Right. They were a reflection of the times and what, and and what the country was going through. But you know, when you, when you see Batman swinging around and, and, uh, or, or the types of character, the, the, the rogues in Batman's gallery, um, then maybe yeah you're right you don't I, I I could maybe I'd rather see an Eduardo Riso Killer Croc than right maybe right
0: so. if I had my way every comic would be drawn by like say Michael T Gilbert or or wow. or Frank Miller or or Gabriel Hardman the the guys that that are expressive and like to play with the ink and you can you can tell that when they when they leave the drawing board they have ink all over their hands and it's just like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're they're there's a level of aesthetics. That is coming from the heart, not from the head. Well, the clavicle's here, and I need to move the the pecs, <laughs> you know, down a little bit because that's where it would be if this like mm-hmm. Kirby didn't care. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, it's not essential to have Liefeld doesn't care, and and it, it's it's more. I want com- comics done from the heart, not from the head. But right. that, that's just yeah. a personal preference. Where and we right. forgot to mention, or right, we glossed over the fact that Frank is lettering these. Oh, is he? Yes. This is Frank lettering. Them. He's doing the Xerxes he has been doing his lettering, but um Frank is not the best letterer in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh some of the, the boxes don't have enough breathing space, some have too much. No, right. Um he's he's not yeah. he's not a John Workman. Um, or, you know, he's not an elegant... Yeah, he's yeah, not a no. bruzenac He's not an elegant letterer. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Because right. it's it's, it's, com- it's coming right from the heart. Like, there, there's some... He leaves orphans at the bottom of, of the boxes. Like, orphans, to me, they kill me. Widows and orphans kill me um, in text. But it doesn't matter when Frank does it because he has that whole, you know, right from the hip i'm just going to I'm just going to go in and wing it. This is me speaking on the page. If you don't like the way Frank Miller speaks, then you're not going to like any of this because it it's not there's no goal of refinement on this where he's moving you know, words around just to to make sure that this this dialogue or or caption box is perfectly spaced frank he doesn't care
1: and you get if if you weren't. If you didn't notice that, or if you weren't clued in on the fact that Frank doesn't care um, after the first couple pages, when my man splits the soldier in half and the two caption boxes are also at an angle to to (laughs) coincide with with the dude's body, that pretty much lets you know, fuck you, um, this is my sandbox.
0: Yep. What I would have liked he did in that panel was continue the text actually split the text oh audience.
1: yes you that know would've that would have been, been even
0: better that would have completed that been the one-two punch and sick yeah yes yeah
1: you're right yeah but
0: frank was probably he didn't know, he, he had that he, he knew to do it but he's just like nah, nah, i'm not gonna go the full not distance funny. here I,
2: want, <laughs> <laughs> I need them to be able to read it <laughs> frank, so I, I got shit to do <laughs> i gotta have dinner with tom king yeah yeah <laughs> oh, oh.
0: All right, let's move on. We've we we've, we've uh, given Frank enough
1: airplay. <laughs> you can never give Frank until issue two I comes out, right? I love, right.
2: Hello, sweet, sweet love.
1: We need to. You know what? We need to tell Tom to slip Frank our info so we can get him on the show. Definitely.
0: I would need a bedpan. Uh-huh. Oh, if, I
1: would just. It would. That's that. That's the episode where I would just. No, you just do. Take away, Frank. Don't worry about it. I'll just ask uh, you one question.
0: What do you do after and, that? Well, I, I want, I if we ever got oh, Frank so Miller, minutes. where do we go from there?
2: There's always other places to go, my friend. I don't know. Um,
0: <laughs> Frank's top of the heap.
2: Uh-huh. True. Boo. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts about this analog joint?
1: He's talking to oh. you. <laughs> Analog is um, was by in your travels last week, and and I um I didn't finish it when we were done recording because I didn't finish it before we started the show last um, Monday. Um, written by Jerry Duggan, David O'Sullivan is your artist, Jordy Belair does your colors, uh, published by Image, and it is a comic about um, Jack McGuinness who is a former company man uh, and the reason the book the title of the book is is analog from what I can tell is that um, Jack, Jack don't care for the digital world um, there are parts of this book that don't necessarily pull on but kind of like a cat swatting at the threads that, um, that say the private eye by Vaughn and Martine, uh, left dangling there, there was, um, there was a cloud where everybody kept their shit. Uh, Jack was instrumental in having all of that information come pouring out. So everybody's secrets were no longer secret. Um, so Jack is very happy living in his analog world, but there are still people who um, the web still exists. Um, but if you if if you want to live with the web, then um, then you're happy living in a world where that world can see everything you're up to. Um and so everything and is out the open everything. Now. And we mean everything. Sex in cars. And there's there's one scene where someone's having sex to uh, there's a couple having sex in the car. And of course I thought about you guys because um oh, the me. woman the woman having sex in this car, she asked the dude giving it to her, what kind of car is this? He says, What who the fuck cares? She says one of our patrons wants to know what kind of car oh, true, we're yeah, in. true. <laughs> so, That's so, that is one of the tears
2: that we're going to add. With the, <laughs> that is that is one of the tears, right? Videos um, of us having sex in cars. Well,
0: yeah for the for the record, not with each s- other though. Just CRV. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and my Tucson is Ruby AF. So, or for Vince as AF. The um, <laughs> the the Jack basically uh, retrieves information, or from what I we don't. Jack is, we meet Jack as he's, uh, concluding, completing a, a mission. Uh, he, there's an attempt to stop him, but, uh, he handles that, takes care of the business. Uh, the person who is, um, who is there for the, uh, the information that Jack has, uh, has to give him a password. He, um, he hands over the briefcase that he was protecting and, um, she, uh, she takes the suitcase. She asks him if, you know, don't you want to know what, what was in here? And, and he's like, it ain't, it ain't under my business. Um, and, and so his job is complete. He, he kind of, he, he lives well off the grid because he doesn't want, he's, he's, and like I said, he's happy being an analog dude offline. Um, they, uh, he gets his jobs or, or at least, um, there's a, uh, there's a bar he goes to where there are no, um, there, there are no network devices. Um, no, no Wi-Fi. This place is completely, you know, you, you can't go in with your cell phone. You can't, you know, mess around with, um, with any of your GPS trackers or none of that shit is allowed. It also be turned off before you get into the bar. Um, and the bartender um his name is Vince he uh he hands Jack a um a postcard which apparently is from Jack's dad uh so Jack decides to go visit dad and and um while they dwell while 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 Vince is thinking about dad he he flashes back to things that happened before the cloud burst uh goes back to 2018 where um where uh the gentleman who um who stops him who, who actually wants to hire him is Alan Oppenheimer and he um he he uh he built the single digital platform that the whole world lived on um Oppenheimer didn't give a shit that foreign money turned his platform into the propaganda arm of a hostile foreign power um, so there are also things dealing with uh, politics and the election and, and kind of the the current state of of the world uh, and, and how those things played a part in in the outcome of certain situ- uh, scenarios but the um, it was meeting Oppenheimer. And and his smugness and and his um his wanting to basically be God uh, that Jack McInnes at that point decided that I'm 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 going to take this dude down and I don't care you know what what happens in in um in the aftermath uh so we don't we 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 get a glimpse at their meeting but we don't um we don't see anything. After that, uh, Jack goes to see Dad. Um, but it turns out that Dad did not send Vince a postcard to give to Jack. Uh, it looks like it was all a big setup, and that's where we end with the first issue. But I thought the um, I Doug Sullivan's art, um, I'm sorry, Sullivan's art, the uh, there are some, some panels that are fantastic uh, tight and right I, I i like the way the story moves uh there are a couple that um aren't as tight but still he he when when you see that the double page spread with with the way of, of the world right now um i can kind of overlook a few um not so finished faces here and there i think uh, as far as setting setting up the world and and uh establishing where everybody is in their life um that part, that good, outweighed any bad I could find. Um the colors are it's it's weird. I think the colors are a little bit flatter than what I'm used to from Jordi. They're almost um the art style isn't Declan esque but but it's kind of colored in, in that same way. Um but I, I think as far as the setup goes and and how it's because of what I do on a daily basis. I, I I love seeing other people play with the, the the idea of the digital world or or um how they want to tell stories about things that I'm kind of knee deep in on a daily basis and, and to see somebody who just would rather be cut off and, and not so connected and tied down and and reliant on these devices. Um is a breath of fresh air, and, and and that he he is still he does what he does offline, uh, and he, he he's not what he does he, he does without relying on the digital world. So I I, I appreciate the uh, the anomaly aspect of that. It it's a um I, the fact that it, it it's kind of a it, it it's not a mystery or a noir or anything like that, but he 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 is he's sort of more or less out of not out of his element, but there's there's just he is he's he's the outsider and 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 I um, I kind of want to see where where Duggan is going to to take him and, and uh, how he moves him around in this world. But he, uh, I don't know if it's Jack's, I think it's Jack's wife. I'm not 100% certain. But there's a, um, there's a woman, Una, who we meet very briefly because, like I mentioned at the beginning with the guys who were trying to stop Jack from delivering the briefcase, um, Una was uh, quite a distance away on a rooftop while jack was in the park talking to these guys um una was his sniper and she was able to um help him out she had his back uh but she was going to while whereas jack drove home she was since she just committed murder she um they can't be seen together so she's going to find her own way home um so they they do live together and and so so he definitely has a um he's not alone in this world which i also i'm kind of glad to see because it it's i think because of the way everything is set up and and the type of person he is he he definitely needs somebody in his life even if he is um closed off and rather uh abrupt in in his dealings with people but i i think the setup is I really like the setup. I, I I I just picked it up on a whim. I didn't know anything about it, um, but I was kind of intrigued right from the first couple pages. And uh like I said, if it if it wasn't for me having to stop so we could record Monday night, I probably would have read it straight through. But I'm I finished it. I'm cool with it. I uh, I am looking forward to the second issue.
2: Nice. Yeah. Nice. I I um. I really enjoyed the book, uh, although I will say it sounds like the progression of my enjoyment was different than yours. In that, uh, about three pages in, I thought, "Oh, this is not my cuppa," because um, it was like it felt like a Sam Spade private eye. Book. I know it. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, "Oh boy, this is not this is not <laughs> this, this kind of thing is not my thing. Uh, it's, it's not just not the thing that doesn't pull my boat." I'm like, "All right, this what it is, you know, um, but then. Like you said, we as we start peeling back the layers from that opening scene, and we start, we start. First, we you know we see, we see is the, we see the sniper, and we see the references, and then and then and then we get that splash where it's it's a modern city, and there's all kinds of craziness going on, and it, and and then you know we see, we and we start to figure out what's what's actually happening and why it's called analog, and 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 that it is this setup, like you said, that's that's not too far in the future. I mean, it's only what five years, six years in the future, so. Um, uh, and, and, and admittedly also coming off the fact that, I mean, I read this tonight, um, in anticipation of, of us talking about it on the way home. And, um, I spent the better part of the last two days watching every minute of Mark Zuckerberg's congressional testimony. Um, and so I think it's, uh, an incredibly well-timed, uh, story, um, uh, yeah. you know, this idea of, uh, of privacy, and, and again, he's not the first to break this ground, as you noted. I mean, B.K.V. and uh, Marcos Martin did a hell of a job with the same concept. Um, although I think that certainly had a bit of a more over-the-top, super, hur- uh, not um, not super hero- uh, sci-fi bent to it. But um, but yeah, as as the book went on for me, and we we got a, a broader brush of what this is actually going to be dealing with, and we we're introduced to some of these other characters who weren't just you know just a, a a sort of traditional um you know private eye kind of uh of uh placeholder i i i started to to really get pulled in and and was and the book definitely ended with me 100% on board for for what's to come so um o'sullivan i, I don't know that i've ever seen his art before um same now you're right in that you mentioned deck you know the color i mean is Geordie coloring the book so I mean, that's there's no I'm sure that's part of why it reminded you of Declan's coloring um, in his stories. And and it's worth noting that Declan did a variant cover for the book, too, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, it's all kind of in the same. That same little like pocket universe of
1: comics. No yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm on board, too. I, I, I love the idea of of a story that uh, plays with the with the consequences of our willingness to essentially give up our privacy. And it is generational, which I, which and I love that he plays with that. I mean, basically, McGinnis is essentially our age, right? Yeah. Take. I mean, he even calls himself a millennial, or right, millennial, or Gen, yeah. Xer? Yeah, yeah. Gen Xer, Gen Xer, Gen Xer, Gen Xer, yeah, yeah which is us. Um, you know, then he goes, "Dad, <laughs> curmudgeon," always. right? You're not here. Well, no, yeah. Um, and, and then he and then he got the younger generation who as you noted, ha- opted to go the other way when all of this happened and said, well, fuck it, then we just won't, we'll just, everything is, there's nothing, no such thing as privacy anymore, like, we'll just live that life, and uh, and I actually think that is a, that is um, not as far-fetched um, yes. as you Very think, possible. I think there are plenty of people, younger people that are growing up with the belief that essentially privacy is, has little to no value. So, yeah, well done. Um, and, and I will say that while it certainly doesn't lack moments of attempted humor, this wasn't an overtly funny book to me, and that was nice to see because while I do like Duggan as a writer, I, I do think of him pretty much as a comedic writer. Um, yeah. So it's nice to see him stretching some different um, writing
1: muscles. The only uh, The only – character who i mean jack is very dry but his father um who's been around the block he uh he realizes that you know someone's been poisoning his liquor Mm -hmm. but when they find out that um things are going on around the house he's like um He's like, well, you know, this is really going to like ruin everything because the, these meatballs take all fucking day to make, and and that's probably the funniest mm-hmm. line in the book. Um, and Vince mentioned the cover uh, before we started tonight, and and while I do agree with his assessment of the cover, I just realized that it's basically the first panel of the issue because he's because Jack is hiding behind a tree, mm-hmm. already bleeding the briefcase is out away from him in the snow and the guys that are following him, the three of them are in the background. So then when you get to the issue, Jack's on the bench with the briefcase with these three dudes approaching him. So that's, that's all that's. So, so whereas, you know, the cover wasn't a traditional pinup or anything like what we had with Domino or Alex Ross like cover. Um, it's I, I just tonight noticed that it's pretty much the first panel nice
0: sweet you <coughs> have you have given me an excellent segue, oh yes,
2: used to speak what, on it. the that.
0: subject of privacy and 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 keeping holding dear the flotsam and jetsam of your life, all the little niggly bits and and memories and and experiences and in the in the digital age we um like you said we we tend to surrender a lot of those things because uh everything is known supposedly about us, but what really is known like when when you're online, how much do you know about the people you're 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 talking with and even even friends and loved ones yes we we purport to know them, but how much do you really know like everyone has secrets? i am I'm, I'm sure your your wives haven't divulged every single iota of their memories to you they they couldn't do that you would you would be you would be exchanging information for for weeks and years of uh, just trying to to get an assessment of of all your life experiences it's impossible right but not so not so in the the reality of the book that um i brought to my in your travels last week So our last episode, so I got to make good on it. It's uh, written by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler, illustrated by Peter Kowalski, who seems to be drawing everything I'm reading lately, Mm. Uh, (laughs) color art by Nico Guardia, and it's published by Black Mask. It is called Come Into Me, number one. And if there was ever a book that was uh, right up my alley, this is it. Um and that's fair to say yes uh it opens with uh, a demonstration Mr. Sebastian Quinn has devised a way to link human consciousnesses to to souls the product of, of each person's being in a, in the same Thought space, um, and and he's doing a demonstration for his investors, who have given him sizable amounts of money to make this happen. Um, and like I said last time, it's very Cronenbergian. It's very David Cronenberg. The um, the machinery that links the two beings. The there's a a lead from the machine that that is plugged into the back of their necks and it looks like organic material. It's 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 mottled and dimpled and it looks like intestines with a a penis on the end. Mm-hmm. And and from the head of the penis emerges this blade like structure and that's what they plunge into this um like a porticath, but it's in the back of the neck so they just plug this thing in and um he he's given the demonstration and and the it's going along fairly well but but once the the transfer of of consciousness is it, it begins one of the patients starts to bleed from the 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 jack in the back of the neck and the the doctor at first is like a little bit of blood it's okay i got this but very quickly the the experiment or or the demonstration I should say spirals out of control, and the bleeding is just immense and it can't stop it and the uh there's a woman and a man uh on the table and the the woman starts to go into distress the the one eye flips open the other one's closed, and tongue is hanging out and she she emerges she she Sits up from the table, and the, the 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 lead is pulled from the back of her her neck, and the man says, I, "I can't feel I I can't feel my legs." And when when he says my legs, it actually comes from the woman's mouth. The two beings, oh. the two the two brainscapes are linked, right? And the woman dies, so um, Mr. Quinn loses his funding. And he has a, a company. The company's called In Being, I N Being, and uh, so he's at a loss. Like the money's very, very tight. What What's he going to do? He has to. He knows his technology works. What What does he do? Well, this woman comes into the In Being offices. Her name's Becky, and, and she wants to be um, a particip- participant and she's told look you know we only do this in pairs that's the whole idea here we 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 link two people you you coming alone does nothing for us and she's like i don't i don't care who i'm linked with you can you can plug me into a computer i, I it doesn't really matter to me i just want to feel what it's like to not be me and she starts to cause a little bit of a disruption in in the the waiting room um with, with one of the doctors and and Sebastian is called in and, and she's like, look, I want to do this. I'll give you $50,000 to do this. I heard about your, your demonstration. I, I know it went South. You're probably at a loss for money your, your funding is, is running, you're running out. You have no choice but to, to pivot. She says, it's just to take me up on this offer because I think what you're doing can be used to, to, we can exploit this, we can bring this to the general populace and and people will eat this shit up. And he's like, That's not what this is for. We created this because and this is what he was pitching to his his investors, he's like, damaged brains can only be fixed by another brain. We're we're gonna plug in there and these all of these um, m- cognitive and, and and mental maladies can be solved by someone coming in and 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 massaging and and helping be by being l- directly linked to the patient like there's so many things about a patient we won't know whether they're reluctant to say or that isn't revealed in in the various scans that we do information is at a premium we can go in and get first hand freaking information and help these people and she's like Nah, I think this could be used in, in like a designer sense, like where people could just get off on it. We, we can make money on this. And, and he's like, no, 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 no. But he needs the money. So um, they do the, the, uh, the process. He's linked to her. And they're, they experience both of their lives as if it was one body. She and and the one part is she says I don't know where I begin where where I end and where you begin, it, it's like we're sh- sharing the same cognitive space. This is insane, and and he sees her life. He sees her having sex and he sees her relationships, and she sees him as a child. And uh, Sebastian had um, or has some kind of plural. Uh, it, uh, my pronunciation again. And Pima, where he had at one time as a child, he had massive amounts of fluid in his lungs and he was operated on and he can't exert himself to the point that other kids could. So he was ostracized, spent a lot of time alone. And that's where he got um, adept with technology, he pulled computers apart, and put them back together. And he he just loved it. And, and she's like, man, that was a that was a hellish childhood. And he's like, no, 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 that, that was pretty awesome that that was the the one time in my life when when I was completely content uh, you know um but there's something about Becky that she's not telling like she has scars on her body like after the experiment he uh, sebastian keeps looking at photos of her and she is looking at the same photos not of him but of herself it's I don't know where this part of the story is going. It's like the the uh, the process has some kind of resonance. Like he still feels her and she still feels him after the plugs are pulled out. And um, I think they, they're making this point towards the end of the issue where she's talking to him, but they're not hooked up. There's no cable running into each of the back of their necks he he's having a conversation with her and she's not in the same room. Mm. And and one of the doctors comes in, and she's like we got some fucking problems. You you need to come with me. And I'm going to spoil it cuz I think the f- first issue is the hook that pulls you in. Um Becky's dead. She's on a table and she's dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So so whether she exists within his mind now that there's two beings in one mind kind of like a firestorm type thing um i we don't know yet but intriguing oh my goodness this is the this is the kind of comics that that i like to read the possibilities with the storytelling here are immense am i right like oh definitely this, this gets into the question of who are we are 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 we our our memories? or are we something else? Are we our brains? Or are, are we? There, there's a, a, a he. Sebastian says something in here that I don't entirely disagree with, but I kind of do. Where he's like, do we live in our brains? Are are our cells? Do do each one of our cells? Are they imprinted with our consciousness? Like are our our bodies are are vessels for our brain but does the brain go beyond the 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 gray matter and into the the tissues and the bones and are we are like if if you cut our head off is that where our consciousness resides or is there something else within our body like every, it, it's an organism it's not a brain connected to a, a robot right it, we are an organism if the cells weren't there we wouldn't be us the brain wouldn't work is everything dependent on the unit or is it just the brain pulling all the strings yes it is the brain pulling the strings but i don't think it's primarily or or exclusively the brain i think the body is a is a unit and and each part works when your lungs go the body falters and the brain falters as a result you you, you get abnormalities in your brain you get personality quirks and tendencies that Arise because the body's not hundred percent. So is that the body controlling, or 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 having an influence on the brain, or is that the brain having an influence on the body? Who knows? But those are the questions that that are kind of raised by this issue. And I thought this was a monumental first issue. I just I absolutely adore everything: the storyline, Peter Kowalski's art. There's just the possibilities of what can be done with this are immense. And in addition to the story, you get two lengthy text pieces in the back. One by Michelle Perez on Otto Cesaria, which is um, operating on one's own body. And then there's a text piece. The second text piece is by Holly Interlandi. Called uh, Junji Ito's *Tomie* and the perversion of male heterosexual desire. Great stuff. Like you're, you're going to talk about Junji Ito, <laughs> body horror again. Um, you know, on the same level of Cronenberg. But this is just amazing. You guys need to read this. Right? I read it. Oh, you did. Did you love it?
2: I, I liked it. Hmm. I, I liked it. No, I mean, um... I don't
0: expect you to. You know.
2: I I wasn't crazy about the art style. Oh, I love Peter Kowalski. Yeah. No, I know, I know you do. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to crap on it. I'm just saying it's not exactly. It's 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 a little left of of center of my concentric circle for for, mm-hmm. for art I like. But but no, but I I, I do really like the concept. Um, it, I did think it was, um, l- the issue was laid out well. Uh, I am intrigued about what's up with this girl, and I thought, like you said, the reveal. Uh, it was a it was an awesome cliffhanger. I mean, it, that's yeah, it's a perfect first issue hook. Yep, but who so was it? Black, Black Mask. Mask. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh um, right, okay, sorry. Yeah,
0: cutting yeah. edge shit from Black Mask all the time. But when when the doctor was examining her, and she's like, "You're a little bit underweight. You need to eat a sandwich." Um, she kind of bit her <laughs> lip a little bit, as if to tell the reader
1: she got a problem with her weight
0: there's something going on here i don't know whether she has she may have cancer hence the scars she may have have had some kind of um uh, uterus or some i don't know because there's a there's a scene at the very end of someone on the operating table all splayed open the doctors are in there and it's just about the right area for the scars on her body.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah,
0: so I mean she Freaky. may she may have, may have some and and if you notice when Sebastian is talking to his sister I don't know why the, the 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 artistic choice was made to do this, but Sebastian's kind of aloof and the sister's telling him about her life and he's really not paying attention and um he th- goes to throw his coffee cup into a garbage can and the, the spill of coffee looks like a fetus with an umbilical cord. Oof. And it's <laughs> and the umbilical cord is trailing towards his foot. So maybe Becky lost a baby I, I I don't know. We don't know yet. But these are the little nuggets that are buried in this thing. Yeah. That are just it's just Stupendous! I I cannot recommend this this issue more. Completely enthralled, captivated, even.
2: Captivated, captivated. I love it. Yeah. Man, we're throwing a lot of love tonight. I love it. It's what we do. Not much shade? Not much shade heading at anybody. Nah,
0: nah, son.
2: So give us some more love. Uh, why don't you give us some more love in your travels?
1: Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to make sure, you know, we keep with the love. Okay. All right. they go any further and maybe, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I have absolutely nothing but love (laughs) for our sponsor, Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com feeds Mm -hmm. me the food that I want to eat at a price that I want to pay, baby. Mm -hmm. Such as from Marvel. We have the Avengers No Surrender hardcover for $25. Gantz Omnibus Volume 1 from Dark Horse, 600 pages. I got to keep stressing that point. 600 pages. Honor. For $12.49. And from IDW and Top Shelf, it is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, number one. Alan Moore, Kevin O'Neill, $2.49. Well, if you thought you were gonna get out of here early, my and your travels is gonna, gonna shoot that shit down. Something fierce, because I have a prose book to bring to Excuse the table. Excuse me. Yes, a prose book. It,
2: I didn't it, think you read them books. Oh my goodness!
0: Now it's it's only tangential. It's Jack ten, Harrow. No, it's tangentially. Uh, linked to comics <laughs> tangentially beca- <laughs> shut up it's, I can't pronounce that word it's <laughs> per, it's peripherally linked to comics it's, because it is published in the, to, aggr- in the aggregate well it's, you know it is published so by Titan Books who as yeah. I've, I've been telling y'all and we've all been telling y'all make some great damn comics this is a mystery it's a de- detective novel. It's it's called The Vinyl Detective, written in dead wax. And it's written by Andrew Cartmel. I cannot tell you the last time I've passed about a third through a novel and thought, I would love to read a hundred more of these. Written in the same vein as this. Because This pushes all the right buttons. The Vinyl Detective is a connoisseur. He's a connoisseur of LPs, vinyl LPs. He's a fan. He has a a large collection of jazz records and and other records, but primarily he's a a jazz aficionado. And he makes his living buying low, selling high. He, he, He finds records... And sells them for a profit. That's how he makes his money. And um, he's he doesn't live in he he's not dripping in money. He lives behind an abbey in a in a somewhat modest bungalow with with a couple of cats, and uh, those are his companions. And he spends the majority of his time thinking, perusing, pursuing music. And, um, he, one day, he, he had a couple hours in a, in a, an airport to blow. And so he made business cards. And underneath his name, he put vinyl detective. And he, you know, just handed these things out. And, and somehow the business card got into the hands of a very wealthy CEO. And this, this CEO wants to, um, find this one particular jazz record that not many um, had been printed it it came from a a label called Hathor and the artist is his name was Easy Geary the album in question is called Easy Come Easy Go and it's somewhat of a legend Um, it's very hard to find but this person wants it and he will pay handsomely for this record Um, not the Japanese pressing the original Hathor pressing and so this gorgeous woman comes to uh, the Vinyl Detectives bungalow her name is N. Warren and the chemistry between Ms. Warren and the Vinyl Detective is amazing. It's standoffish at first, she tests his knowledge, he's testing her they get Somewhat relaxed, and then chummy, and then flirtatious. It is an amazing progression between these two characters. It is the heart of this book. It is the thing that is compelling me to read more of this. the The interplay between these two characters is amazing. She is an uptown girl. She's um, she loves fashion, and uh, when he suggests that, all right, you know, if I'm going to find this record, and you're going to come with me, we're going to hit all the the boot sales and the, the, the rummage sales and the, the, the charity houses. And we're going to go digging. And she's like, Oh God. But once they're there, he tells her that, you know, sometimes you find a Prada or a, a real upscale piece of clothing in these things. She's like, really? And she finds some. So that gives her the gas to keep going with him. Um, the vinyl detective has a number of friends um one of them is named Stinky, and they went to university together and Stinky became a DJ uh, of some renown and he was on television and Stinky preys upon the vinyl detective for his taste See, stinky doesn't have any taste, and whatever stinky's playing or whatever vinyl detective is playing in his house, Stinky brings it to his radio show and he even takes things the vinyl detective says and uses them on in, in his in his conversations and on his radio show so he's a parasite right but anyway long story short there is something written on the dead wax of this easy geary album now the dead wax is the space between the last bit of the final song on the album and the label that that space in between the label and the, and the, the grooves of the last song that's called the dead wax some artists if you're a clash fan use the dead wax it, it, on a bunch of Clash albums, it'll say, "In space, no one can hear you clash." Like over the course of the the albums, like there's things written on there. Well, on this album, there's an autograph. the The, the artist signed the Dead Wax, but I think there's something more because people are dying because of this album. They're dropping like flies. Um, one, there's a proprietor of a, a a record shop that called Jerry. His name was Jerry. Um, that turned up dead because he was hunting for information for the violent detective about the Hathor record label and about this Easy Geary album. This guy dies. Um, another man uh, fell off a ladder while changing his gutters that purportedly had a copy of this album. This book is amazing. You need to read this if you're if you're a music fan like myself. There are so many things that will make you smile in this. If, if again, like myself, you love to go to flea markets and yard sales, the whole psychology of the collector is in this book. He has a, a methodology when he goes to these things. He, there, there's a zen-like space that he enters. This book is just amazing. The Vinyl Detective, written in dead ra- wax. It's supposedly part of a series. There are... I guess there's one coming in May and there may be a second volume already written. I need this. I need more of this in my life. I cannot recommend it highly. The cover price is seven ninety nine for a almost five hundred page book. I got it for like five bucks at DCBS. And it's some of one of the best five bucks I spent. I'm not kidding. Yeah.
1: David,
0: you would enjoy this book. <clears throat> to no end, I know it. Jason, maybe not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I don't think Jason would enjoy this, because you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, audiophile information in here. Because they have to, Car- Cartmel has to has to make us believe that the vinyl detective knows his stuff. So they talk about right. record pressings and releases and foreign releases and tube amplifiers and um, mm-hmm. jazz men like there's you know they, they dropped lee morgan's name and he's hunting for a prince album that prince played once played with miles davis and the japanese pressing only has one track in which prince and miles davis appear and it's just uh, this is gold but mm-hmm. it's, it's so well written it's not preachy it's not like the author's not showing off at all that he knows uh 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 you know, encyclopedic knowledge of of jazz and and music. It's not like that at all. It's just conversational. If you love music and you love mysteries and you love well-written books, definitely pick up this. Vinyl Detective, Written in Dead Wax. A thousand thumbs-ups. Okay. There you go. I'm sorry, but I could not run that one
1: short. I couldn't. I can dig it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I'd be interested in reading that. Well,
0: you're going to have to buy your own copy because you can get mine.
1: (laughs) Just saying. Well, I'd have to see you in order for you to end it (laughs) off. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Oh, stop. (sighs) All the love. So there is a a book put out by Boom Studios um, based on a movie from back in the day. This is written by Brian Wood. Illustrated by oh, Jorge uh, Coelho. C-O-E-L-H-O. Um, colors by Doug Garbark. This is RoboCop Citizens Arrest.
0: That thing... And, don't don't huh? spoil it. Don't spoil it, because I got on my stack. Uh, oh. oh, okay. Please, don't spoil Well, you can... And whatever
1: (laughs) this, um, this it's it's almost um, almost thematic based on uh, the last book I just discussed. But it is, it's about five years after. Um, I never saw. I still haven't seen the the reboot or or the remake they made a year or two ago. Um There's no remake. Okay, cool. There's not. So, there um so Alex Murphy RoboCop is more or less retired. Um, but OCP someone bought Omni Consumer Products and um has come out with an app, the app is called Arcop, and what it does is it puts the law. Basically, the law is crowdsourced. It is now um, citizens can report a crime. They pay a small fee to report it. However, if it's a legitimate crime, if 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 a crime has been committed you're basically gambling you you then make money it, it, it's a reward you're you're um it's an investment more or less but it, it, it's a reward so if 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 the crime is is true if it's not a false arrest or um false claim um you'll end up scoring some money so it's a win win and um and we are this is, I, I, I enjoyed the setup immensely. Uh, but this is one of those things where I mentioned earlier about a, a setup issue or, or this would have been an awesome free comic book day issue to get to, 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 whet your appetite. And then the first issue comes out and we hit the ground running. Um, because even though it's called Robocop Citizens Arrest, there isn't necessarily a whole lot of Robocop in this first issue. Uh, we do meet Leo who was, a police officer, uh, five years ago, uh, we meet him while his wife is giving birth, but apparently, um, they don't have health insurance now. And he says, uh, you know, we're on the Metro police plan. My my wife's giving birth right now. She's like, ain't no police plan as of today. Ain't no city plans, period. And, um, it's all because of the guy who bought OCP and is now in charge of everything. Uh, you can fill out this form, you can pay monthly with interest or voluntary, uh, wage garnishment. Um, interest would be uh, 0% for six months, 22% annual rate after that. Um, but, uh, they, um, they, they leave the hospital with their, uh, with their baby boy. And, um, and we don't see much of them for about five years. It's not till, um, after uh, ocp has kind of a tr- made detroit a better place more or less um, cuz it's uh basically the 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 city motto is uh, love thy neighbor but verify his ass and and it's one of those things where um
2: Trust but verify maybe mm-hmm.
1: that's it um the uh the when we do meet robot when leo and the reader meets Alex Murphy for the first time in, in this issue. Um, it's OCP continued to make his life, Alex's life miserable. Um, even after he's been pretty much, um, uh, obsolete. And, uh, there are the person who purchased OCP. He, he, he does not have, uh, the most honorable of intentions, uh but this is just but detroit is just a small start of um of his grand plan there's interest in arcop in uh from atlanta and st louis chicago and um we find out that leo has an idea i what was nice about this issue aside from you know it it being when you watch RoboCop, yes, it's it's supposed to be the future, but, but especially the first movie, um, it can it can be a bit dated, um, just because of what what they envisioned the future to be like, and as, as especially with technology, um, but it's uh, this it 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 felt like it felt like reading a RoboCop story. Uh, a little shinier, a little newer, a little more modern as far as our times today and, and how the future may look. It's still it's still based on on the physics and the reality of the movie, but it it's um it's it is a bit shinier and 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 cleaner. The uh the art apparently um Jorge uh was a um was an apprentice uh or, or at least was was taught um by Sean Murphy. He was he was part of the crew that uh I guess went went up to Maine and stayed with, with Sean and, and his wife and um so I the art style doesn't remind me of, of Murphy at all or anything, but there are there there are neat little touches here and there where the detail um there are little things where you could just he could just draw Leo and his wife having a conversation in the kitchen. And, you know, she's been on her feet all day. She's drinking some wine. He's rubbing her feet. But then when we shift panels and 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 we're we're seeing Leo from his angle uh, in the background, there's a uh, you know, there are little touches where there's actually there's a toaster and next to the toaster our little breadcrumbs i mean the the kitchen isn't spotless it's not like you know there's just everything's a clean line it it there are he actually makes this this home which is a very modest home uh lived in and and not necessarily something i'd, I'd be looking for or, or would pop out to me in, in in a comic book about robocop but it's a um it really kind of just even though there's technology abounds in this issue it it still has a very um comfortable and and, and homey type feel it was it was kind of weird just seeing little things like little touches like that seeing some home life in a um in a robocop comic but if uh you know, if if you didn't enjoy the movies, if you thought Robocop was corny AF then you probably did this this wouldn't even be something you'd you check out. But I was um I was really impressed with the art. I uh I am a big Robocop fan, so seeing the story kind of continue uh is pretty neat. But I I um I think this was pretty cool. I uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So any travels RoboCop, Citizens Arrest, number one. Nice.
0: I like uh, the art. I think the art's pretty pretty damn spiffy. You know... Uh, it is. Nice Go hello. did um, Rocket Raccoon. That's...
1: See, Yeah. I couldn't pronounce mm. his goddamn name. So, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right.
2: Nice. I'm going to try and keep this tight and right. In your travels, um, read Gideon Falls, number two. And oh, nice. Written by Jeff Lemire. Uh, art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Dave Stewart, Steve Wan's lettering published by Image. Uh, hit stands stance today. This is uh, the second issue of the first arc of Jeff's new creator-owned book, uh, teaming up with his old man Logan and Green Arrow partner. Um, recall from the first issue, which we all discussed, that uh, there's a guy by the name of Norton who is a paranoid schizophrenic, He sees symbology and uh, connectivity in everything to the point where he is absolutely maniacal about it. Um, And meanwhile, um, in another setting, there is a town uh, called Gideon Falls where a new priest has taken over. Why? Because the old priest has passed away. And uh, there is a evil looking barn in this city and there's clearly something nefarious going on. Meanwhile, we find out, uh, in the first issue that Norton's visions do revolve around this very barn. So perhaps he's not as crazy as everyone thinks this issue picks up where we left off. Uh, father Quinn, who is new to town is uh, now a police suspect for the murder of Jean Tremblay because he found her and no one else was around. And, um, he, he, he didn't do it, but, uh, I guess he had a drinking problem in the past and they uncover this. So they're not giving him much of the benefit of the doubt, um, Meanwhile, Norton is in the city trying to work on his ailment uh, with his psychiatrist, Dr. Zhu. And uh, she is taking a walk with him through the city um, where his, his his purpose is essentially to ignore the urges to um, chase these visions that he's seeing. And he finally just can't do it because he's just he, they're walking past a garbage can. He's just sure that there are hidden clues to helping him fix whatever evil is happening under the garbage can. He runs over and looks at the garbage can and, uh, there's nothing there, false alarm. But in any event, uh, he keeps having further and further, what seems like breakdown to the point where he barges in on Dr. Zhu while she's with another client, basically causes a scene and she, and Dr. Zhu's basically ready to commit him or recommit him. So we find out he's been committed before because he's seeming to be going off the deep end and and also seeming to be a, a danger to himself or others. Um, and, uh, just when you think that, uh, all is not going well for our man Gideon, Dr. Zhu gets a vision and sees the same barn. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, so it's clear, obviously, that these, these two storylines will, will overlap at some point and connect together. For right now, they don't. Um, this is, uh, you know, it's a number, it's a second issue, so it, it, it's really about, um. This, this issue had two purposes one to introduce us to a few more of the characters that will likely play a big role in the series. Um, and two to just build off of what we got in the first issue by, by actually adding more questions. So this is that part of, this, of the arc where you get you're ending up with more questions than, than, than the answers that hopefully will come uh, in a few issues as we uh, try and figure out exactly what's going on. but um, I, I really like Sorrentino's work. It's very stylized. I know it's not everybody's cuppa, but um, in terms of the spectrum of different uh, art types, um, some being more fringy than others in terms of their popularity. I I, I think I like Sorrentino a lot. Um, I, I know some think he can be stiff or a little photorealistic, and that's not an unfair statement. I do think he uses those he uses tools, photo photo tools that uh, do at times in certain panels make his characters look stiff, but. He does a lot of interesting choices in terms of uh, panel structure and uh, and um, you know adding focus lines or different angles and zooms to I think add a dynamism to that style that's often missing from others who have a similar style so uh, definitely looks like another great book from Jeff. Uh, we have a long way to go to before we have answers, so a little bit of a of a just enjoy the ride for now" type of thing but uh, but I am very much enjoying the ride. so that's Gideon Falls. Issue number two by Image Comics.
0: So there you go. Thanks. Yeah, that was kind of nice. Sweet. Word up. Sweet. Word to your mother. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us one more time. We hope you come back again next time. In the meantime, check out the, uh, the Facebook page. I don't know how long we'll have it, but uh, check out uh, our, our – <laughs> just kidding. Well, the Zuckerberg <laughs> thing, you never know. You could pull the plug. Who knows? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I want to live in a, in a world without Facebook. That would be awesome. But anyway, uh, Facebook page, the group is is kicking. Go to the Twitters. We're on there. And if you don't mind, check out our Patreon thing. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash 11 one, one O-C-L-O-C-K mm-hmm. uh, comics. Uh, we're there too.
2: So, damn skippy, baby.
0: run back to your listening device as soon as you see a new one of these. Because if you don't, do I have to tell you? Yeah. Say goodnight. good night, David.
1: Good night, David.
0: Mm, I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah, you can have it.
1: Where's that love? Where's that love, bro? Well, you can't always uh, be right. It's been a whole love fest, but this is when you're gonna finally. All right. Oh man, that was perfect. Whew! It's like memorex. Mm -hmm. It was great. You don't. You
0: don't. Don't don't you dare patronize. Don't you patronize me? (laughs) Bye, people. Hey, come back here. We'll be waiting for you.
2: We love you so much.
0: We do. It's that's so true. They, they, Uh They do No, you do too
1: you're
0: Where's the love, Dap? Where's that Uh-oh. love? Come on, yeah, we love fast. love? I love
1: y'all. Where's the love? Front, please.